You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, celebrating 25 years of making a living off low expectations. Six minutes now past the hour of The Rick and Bubba Show. A brand new hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport speedy. The real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix. Ash Brown hero, and we have a story from his life today. Rick and Bubba University student, earning his degree in common sense. Common sense. He's a new voice guy, too, right? Yeah, now, now a superpower. Stay Welcome back to the Pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Well, I see that uh, that Speedy and Adler seem to be kind of excited because uh, the new Rambo movie is coming out this weekend. How and can he even get around to be Rambo? I, I don't know. This right, is last I, blood, I, Greg. My gosh, Greg, this is the last Yeah, blood. I bet. What is he, 80? <laughs> <laughs> They call this one Rambo the colonoscopy. <laughs> you know, I was trying to. Was, <laughs> here comes Adam. Look at his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he got his knife. He's ready. Yeah, Adler is. Uh, Wait, is that today, guys? <laughs> Adler's walked in with a, so a, good. a bow. Uh, so he's good. got a knife. Uh, so <laughs> Look at that blade. He's got his bandana. Didn't realize that was happening today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Rambo, this weekend. Pumped, guys. Pumped. <laughs> yeah, you are jacked. You are ready to go, aren't you? Last blood. Yeah. yeah. Last blood. <laughs> Yeah, if so, you get the tip of those arrows in your bandana, it's going to be last blow. Uh, how about the? Um, <laughs> what yeah. in the world? They're the quiver. Night. <laughs> hey. So it's going to be it's going to be tight, guys. Yeah. We had first blood. We had first blood part two. We had Rambo three. We had John Rambo. Now this is Rambo Last Blood. So are you going to dress uh, that? <laughs> he's in trouble though. He's fighting the Mexicans. Yeah. He's in yeah, trouble. What is the plot? Speedy. That's not Cartels. necessary. Yeah. Don't say that. No, I'm just saying. That I'm, he's, that's let what me they're saying. He's in cartel. trouble. Let me give you the plot, Bubba. And I, ha- I know nothing about it. There's a cartel, and somehow they kidnap somebody that he loves. No yeah. spoilers. No spoilers. It's got to be. I mean, that's every one of them. Yeah. Is it a granddaughter? Maybe. Got to be something like that because he's old. So is this Taken meets Rambo? Like you know, Taken. I'm just oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, there you go. I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> yeah, well, no it, qualms. Are you gonna? You know, like when people dress up for Star Wars movies, are you going like that? Yeah, I'm gonna bring my bow and knife into the theater. <laughs> Should be good with it. Yeah, come, come on in. in. <laughs> no, different wrong movie. movie. Hey, yo, Adrian, they drew first blood. No, not for a different movie. <laughs> Cut me. <laughs> Cut different, me, Mick. Different movie. <laughs> they drew first blood. I am the law. That's Judge Dredd. That's Judge Dredd. I never saw that. Yeah, it was Judge Dredd. I, I never, I never watched, watched it. That's one of the uh, bad movies that people like like to watch because it's so bad. And then what about so- Tango and Cash? 
Ooh, forgot about that one. So I thought that was a pretty good one. Seeing that. And then there's some, what was that? There's another one where, where he's in a group of men that kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Expendables. Yeah, expendables. Yeah, expendables. yeah that's right. For some yeah. of those kill movies, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Rambo, some of those movies, The Predator, which he wasn't even in, all of that kind of run together sometimes. I'm like, now wait, who was in the mud? And, right. Oh, yeah. Snow, no, you're you know, right. You know why? Because Rambo, was in, Rambo was in mud, but so was Schwarzenegger in that's Predator, true. right? That's right. So we couldn't see it. What you're saying is various people, with with guns blazing, with with just weaponry and rain and mud and and violence, those movies all kind of run together. They mm-hmm. do, I, and I love every single one of them. They are yeah, good. Yeah, right. So Rambo, he hid in the mud on purpose, kept his eyes closed. Somehow he knew when the Russian was in front of him. Kept his eyes closed, opened his eyes, and then comes out of the mud. Oh yeah, Schwarzenegger, that was on accident. He fell into the mud, then realizes he because the mud, me. he's like that ugly. You can't see me, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't when know the jungle that. came alive. Yeah, that's right. Predator. That was in Predator is my second favorite movie. You like Predator? Well, you got a, a picture that you painted of the Predator. That is my second favorite. Can movie. Can I tell yeah. you, far as monsters, I thought the Predator was one of the scarier looking ones. You know, when it first came out, and it had so that thing. Great. You know, the, yeah, oh, it's oh, so awesome. gross. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they do the slow roll where you don't get to see him very much, and then, yeah. for, then you get to see his hands, like you know, and then you get to see his, his what he sees. A predator, one of the classics. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat it. Can't, can't beat it. even. So, so I tell you, does Aaron know y'all going to see Rambo tonight? So I've been mm-hmm. watching, rewatching all these movies <laughs> as it's been leading up. Mm. To it, <laughs> and Aaron hates me right now. Oh. <laughs> Tonight, Rambo three. Well, so so I now. tried to show, and <laughs> the reason it's funny you brought that up because I was trying to show uh, Betty and uh-huh. Caitlin came in last night. I was trying to show them some previews to the old Rambo movies, trying to fire them up for this. Oh yeah. And you clicked on the preview, and it was it was a ter- It wasn't even a good clip. It wasn't a preview. It's like they just took a part of the oh, movie. Yeah. Nice. And it's it when they're the trailer. Yeah, it's when they were talking. I hate just that. at a desk. You well, know, it wasn't any of the action. I want to see know? a trailer. Yeah, I don't want to see that. How about in Predator too? I got to laughing at that because you had who would have thought when you saw that movie in this cast of people in the jungle, you're going to have the governor of California and Minnesota at the same time. Isn't How about funny? that? That is right. That's very. I ain't got time to bleed, Greg. I ain't got time time. to bleed. (laughs) It's fighting the predator. I love how these liberal critics are what they're saying about this because they can't get past the fact that they say it's it's political propaganda aimed at red state moviegoers tonight. No, uh, whatever. That, that, See you there. Yeah. Hey, See you, you at the theater. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. You just watch. Good. I'm glad. I'll enjoy it. You know, but they can't. They can't. It's it's through the entire. Breakdown of what they Please, think. About you know what? That's they, fine. You know what I don't I have to do deal tonight. with idiots when I go yeah. to the movie. Yeah. I may go to the movie theater, have a great experience, <laughs> and you know what they can do? They can go to some. <laughs> they can go have a vegetarian meal and go watch CNBC. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, y'all have a great evening. I'm going to go to Rambo and I'm going to eat something that's processed sugar. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a dang good time. Yeah. Is it all? Let it eat. Is it all program designed for a certain audience? Yeah, really. You got to understand something. His granddaughter visits this Mexican city or whatever, yeah, and then that's, that's where she gets in trouble. So he's fighting at the border yeah. and well, down there. Well, white so, nationalists need a show to watch. Today. Yeah, What's wrong it with says right wing American extremists yeah. have never been more extreme. Their money will spend too. Right. Yeah. Well, well, let's go back to this though. A bit for everybody. Isn't it a fact? Uh, since I've you know we've had uh, we've had teenagers and high school age kids uh, that are warned over and over again: do not go to certain parts of Mexico because of the drug cartel. Real, they're, yeah. they're as dangerous, and they grab people, and they kidnap people, mm-hmm. and they kill people. 
I don't I don't know that that's a political statement. I think that's just a statement of fact. Yeah. Are yeah. we making mm-hmm. up things about a, a certain group of people that they don't do? No. No, we're not. So either. Yeah. I heard that Rambo goes to the border and he's and he like kills a guy and then he's like. Give me some water. <laughs> I start a man. Up. Okay, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we you guys, guys know the song. Y'all know the yeah. song. Look, I stabbed a man on the Mexican border. But we go back to this. If let's say somebody did, cool, cool. If somebody did a show, and they said uh, it, was, it was say it was a filmmaker in another country, mm-hmm. and they said we're going to do a show uh, that involved our hero, this actor by likes, and he needs to go into a dangerous place in America and they shot it in the inner cities of Chicago, and they started talking about how dangerous and violent it was there, would that be a negative comment about every single American, or would that just be accurate about that place? Yeah, exactly. It would just be accurate. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it, it would just be accurate. So uh, Same thing here. Yeah, same thing here. I guess it, it says it's his niece, I think. Mm, I knew it. I knew it. He, I, you know I haven't why? even seen You know why? Because they think it would take away from Rambo – the hero if you made it one of his grandkids. It's almost like you couldn't take him as a granddad. That's true. Yeah. He's got to be at oh, least yeah. an old uncle. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's it. A wise uncle. Yeah, this granddaddy's coming to save me doesn't sound right. Right. It's not as, <laughs> as action-packed. Yeah. The, we picture him with a walk. Yeah, you don't want to call it Rambo the pawpaw. No, you don't. Which Rambo was the best? First Blood. First Blood, no doubt. <laughs> the very, very first one? Yeah, the you very first one. You're talking about when he was one. just a drifter coming oh, to town. Yeah. What about the second one? Second one, he went back. It was good. And he was only supposed to get pictures, but he actually brought them out. He found the prisoners. I'll take those two. After that, you lost me. Yeah, when the woman gets killed, you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. I I mean, she just gets blasted to pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Right after they kiss. They kiss, and then she tells him he's poor Rambo. That he's not expendable. (laughs) Bubba, Rick, and Bubba. It is uh, 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. We thank you for being with us on the program today. Don't forget, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, will publish this Saturday, tomorrow, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central Time, and just go get that wherever you get podcasts. All right, so um, going intern world here for a minute. Hash Brown Hero uh, is our current intern at Rick and Bubba University, and he is our sole uh, fall intern. We've we've uh, we've struggled What's to up get with that. Well, there's just uh, the way things operate. Most of the people that would um, want to intern here, if they're in school in the fall, they're so far away, it's impossible uh, for them to be at work. And the ones that are more local. Uh, that 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 operation and that system we're working on it is not really running very smoothly. It's re- well, they've actually restructured restructured everything. Right. Yeah. So we'll uh, it'll it'll change going forward. But if you think about it, while school's in session, you really only have access to people that can drive here from school. Yeah. And be tough somebody going to Oklahoma to intern during the fall, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, it, so it, it required dedication. It really, it really really would. Uh, so hash brown hero uh is is currently interning with us and um yesterday uh and uh, we'll handle this very delicate uh, situation uh he was telling a story uh that really caused us to cringe mm-hmm. uh it was um and i think a public service here to yeah. pay attention to this yeah this is important because this there's a lot of people that there's there's a lot of blisters that are not going to take place if you'll just listen right uh because i've actually I- I've, in the in the times when I was working with this kind of equipment, they were not um, they were not these blowers that blow stuff off the uh, 
you know, out of it was actually the same type setup, but it would be like with a really heavy duty weed eater, mm-hmm. or it would have a blade on the end of yeah, it where you yeah. cut small trees down. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. So I, I, I've mm-hmm. I've dealt with the I've got something on me that is like a jacket or a backpack, and the backpack is an engine. Yes, I've, and I've been heavy, there. Rick. And, heavy. and you, Hash Brown, found yourself in that situation. Yes, I did. Okay, so tell us what happened. So, well, okay. When I get off of work with you guys in the afternoon, I go work for like a field maintenance kind of landscape job. Mm-hmm. And um, this particular day, which was, I guess, two days ago now, um, I was just working on a baseball field and I was in the uh, I was in one of the bullpens mm-hmm. and I was just kind of cleaning it out. I was weed eating it. And then my plan was to get the backpack blower and just clean it out. Well, I had a I had the backpack blower up on a little little wall kind of little platform so I could just crank it up real quick. Mm-hmm. So I gave it one crank and it didn't start. So I was like, all right, I'll pull a little harder, and I pulled a little harder and it kind of started coming off the wall a little bit. So I kind of had to catch it. Mm-hmm. And on these backpack blowers, like you said, they're engines mm-hmm. basically. So they have exhaust pipes. You're wearing a backpack that is an engine. Yeah, yes. it has a has a yeah. muffler and mm-hmm. an exhaust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and obviously at this time you don't have it on. You have it. No, it's, it's just in front of you. Right, right, right. So. um yeah, so it has an exhaust pipe, and obviously it's really hot. So I kind of pulled it off, and I had to kind of readjust my body and catch it a little bit. Oh, no. You see, when I caught it, that exhaust pipe, it, it didn't land in the most ideal place. It was in a very sensitive area. We'll put it that way. So now, it was still hot, I guess, from and so, previous yeah, use. The thing is, is uh, when yes. for this, this particular backpack blower, it's kind of got a little problem. So when you crank it up, it's... Full blast yeah. already. Right. Oh, is it? Yeah, it just starts going as hard as it can. So I was trying to kind of readjust it on the handle while this whole exhaust pipe was just yeah, leaning into burning. the sensitive area. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, I have my shorts here oh, boy. from that day. Oh, we have them. No. They're here. I have the evidence, and right. you can't really see it in the camera, but there's literally a hole. Oh my! Kind oh. of where. It Wow, look where the hole is. It burned. Oh, wow. Burned, oh, wow. Through the, burned through the shorts. And oh, it, it melted. Night. Oh, my Through gracious. the underwear. Oh, my God. I noticed you To the skin. It yeah. melted the right, cloth out. around it, too. That's you oh, said yeah. to the skin. To the skin. To your leg? No. Or to the sensitive area? The sensitive area. Oh, Whoa. my gracious. Oh, my goodness. Well, that takes spiral dogs to a whole new area, doesn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, so, 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 I mean, and it was, I, I mean, I mean, this okay. is this is not good. And it was a matter of like two, three seconds, obviously, because it's so hot. I was, I was readjusting the handle, and all of a sudden, I knew I'm, I'm getting burned, and it was real hot. And it takes yeah. a second, you know. Yeah, it took oh, two yeah. or three seconds just to get through the shorts. And here's your and problem, the pant, or in the underwear. Oh, that's hot. The material, <laughs> the material your shorts is made out of. Because when I used to work in the power company, you had to wear cotton, right? Because cotton will just burn out of the way. But what you had on this is like the, the material melts. Oh, it, yeah. does. It, yeah. it does. Oh. And it just goes. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, like, Greg, I never knew that's why they made you wear the cotton. Mm-hmm. So it just burn out. If you yeah, feel the, the shorts right now, yeah. it's like it feels like yeah. it's been singed, yeah. like cauterized. Yeah, well, just, when you weed eat, I've heard of putting you back into it. But I think this is a little ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So really what happened was <laughs> when, the, when this backpack engine that had been running, obviously, ooh, that hot! And so when yeah, when it you don't take long, like you uh, said, it, I mean immediately oh, wow. it's putting out some hot. Exhaust. So when it fell off the wall, you almost caught it like you'd hug somebody. Right. I just had to kind of like yeah. Catch and now it you and you I, got it, and you're trying not to break the equipment, which I appreciate that. If I yeah. was your employer, oh yeah. But now and, the muffler's saying hello to you. Yeah. Now, the, <laughs> well, let me ask you this. I mean, <laughs> it's, you, it is. You gonna be yes. all right? Uh, Any kind of treatment involved right. with this? Did yeah. you have to have anybody look at it? Yeah, could we? No, well, I was without, working what? with somebody, and he was like 50 yards away, kind of edging the infield of the baseball field, yeah. and he saw me and when, he heard, it, when it happened. Oh, no. And I, he's, he was like, 
I didn't know what was going on over there. I, I was jumping around. I was like, ah. So you hugged did you the blower like is what you did. Girl? I basically hugged the blower. Yes. I was trying to readjust the handle. Meanwhile, it's burning yeah. through my shorts. And Somebody will hop And, you so, know, uh, after a close call like that and you're, you're assessing the damage. Yeah. This is where you have no friends. Though. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, come here yeah. just a second. Now you're, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I need you to look at something. No, no. We got a problem down here. Good, to, good news oh, is. is Back at our little like our little uh, right. equipment shop or whatever, we had a we had a fridge. We had a fridge yeah, and a right. freezer, and we had some frozen peas in there. So oh, that oh, good. That, that was helpful. I bet. I bet that was Get that was one of form pity. So we'll just we'll just say. Chad, are you saying at the maintenance shop you keep frozen peas in the? Fridge? No, 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 we just had we just had a fridge that also obviously had a freezer. Oh, yeah, okay. it's well, who it brings peas to the office and puts yeah, them in the fridge? The right. upstairs, it is a great white like ice. The yeah, no doubt, yeah. the upstairs, form fitting, the especially in that area. Shop, yeah. yeah. The upstairs of our little shop is like kind of like an HR place for some for some other I mean, people. Yeah. So they have like a little kitchen up there. Right. So you have no skin grafts or anything they're going to have to do. You're going to be. <laughs> yeah, what, no, what, we'll what, just what? say there's a little blister Close in a not, not very comfortable oh, area. Oh, can, can, sh- can you show me the walk? How'd the you, walk. How, yeah. How, how, how do you walk? Where you going? With I didn't yeah. walk. I just sat down and I, just put it there. This is one. Look, you end up with a blister from this type of injury. You have to. I mean, you you can't be a. A tiny whitey person, you got to no, you got to no, go no. to boxers and yeah. in a you got to make an adjustment. And you can't be those tight boxers. Just, you, now loose is crucial. Well, that could have it could have been worse. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it, it really could have been, been a lot worse. Yeah, it really yeah. could have. Yeah. Oh, I was really now scared for a second. All your friends are singing. There's a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a. I was really scared for a second that I just lost my chance at having kids. <laughs> well, that's legitimate. It's a legitimate concern. <laughs> I didn't know what all it got down there. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. It was eater. Yeah, motors are dangerous. Yeah, they are. Yeah. All right. Note to self: If I've gone got on, you know, a pair of shorts and nothing protective, don't hug motors. Right. Or let me tell you, we'll give you a little advice next you, time: wear a cup. Well, next time I'm just yeah. But would that cause worse trouble? Would that have become oh, plastic no. melt on you? Let me ask you this: because you yeah, had probably. to deal with this in a safety Drip. aspect, did did y'all have rules when you dealt with that kind of stuff about how you cranked it and put? I mean, we used to have to oh, put yeah, them on somebody on else ground, cranked it. Set them on, yeah. You know, right. So, yeah. like that. well, like I, uh, I was about to say what Greg was about to say is it is like. This wasn't the first time I used the, the backpack blower, and usually I just had it on the ground, mm-hmm. which yeah. I didn't. This time I just kind of had it. You were tired. You were tired. Didn't want to bend down. <laughs> I was like, I need to crank it a little harder, yeah. and I cranked it a little too hard. And yeah. look what happened! Oh. Fire down below. <laughs> Fire down below. Fire down under. No, <laughs> that is not good. It's bad. <laughs> no, it's not good. Rick, that's Rick. on the list of bad. Yeah, it is. How about when your brain tries to process? So this is happening right now. Something's hot. Oh my gosh! You didn't want to look. You know, oh no, you don't no, want that, to look. That, it's after me. That first oh, look is that first <laughs> look is a very that's a lot of anxiety with that. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. All right, uh, thanks for being with us. DollarShaveClub.com slash Bubba. Uh, gl- good to have them with us. And, uh, of course, they just do a better job. You know, when you're thinking about the things that you need to look and feel and smell your best. Uh, and, you know, they're always uh, developing, crafting, refining, you know, making, you know, what started out as good. How can we make it better? And that process is ongoing. And so if you would like to try their their wonderful products, we, we give you opportunities to do that. Uh, and you can do that, and, and we get those products here, and we love them. 
uh, you can try it for just $5. So what we're going to do now is we're going to give you an opportunity. And there's other starter sets if you – Maybe you already do the, the shaving stuff and you'd like to look at some of the other stuff. You can. Uh, but the Ultimate Shave Starter Set, uh, we're going to feature it right now because it has everything you need for an amazing shave. It has the executive razor, the shave butter, the prep scrub. And I really love this post-shave dew. Uh, a lot of people are loving this too. Sometimes I just, even I'm doing the little, you know, keeping maintenance on the beard. I'll spray it on the beard. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you'd like to get these, uh, they'll send you sample sizes. For $5 in a box, and then if you love them, after you try them, you can start ordering the products, regular size at regular prices, but it's still much less expensive than what you're paying for these products uh, when you go retail, and a lot less hassle. So why don't you go to dollarshaveclub.com slash Bubba, dollarshaveclub.com slash Bubba. You can also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Um, all right, so uh, we do want to thank uh, Jax for coming by today, too. They've brought breakfast by, and I know the golden ticket seats will get to enjoy that today. As well, so so thank you. Talking about intern updates, we love having an intern working for them. Amen. A former intern, so that's great. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, I was going to ask you guys too when y'all were talking about uh, the Rambo movie and everything this weekend. Are you guys? Uh, are y'all pro? Now I know that if you're certainly part of going to the movies, and I like to go to the movies, is you want to enjoy some popcorn and stuff like that. So I guess in that format, it's good. But on the rarest of occasions, on the rarest of occasions. Um, have you found yourself, are you, I know a lot of it's everybody's trying to cut down and everybody's trying to get their overhead. Do you like the fact that now you have to get your movie tickets if you don't go and get them ahead of time over at the snack bar? That, that you that you can't just go. Well, up I, I, I don't. I don't like anymore. it. You mean it looks like they've they've cut What's overhead. The and they've, they've only right. got. Right. They don't have people working in both spots. Exactly. I don't like it because it bogs down those that just want to get That's something. That's my the point. Stand. That's my point. It happened the other day. Sherry and I had already been. That is weird. We'd already had a meal, and it just happened that we were going to the movie right after we'd had a meal, so we didn't want anything. Yeah. And so you get in there and you see everybody in line and you say, well, Rick, there would be in line for movies too. Yeah, but if I'm just going outside, I need two, I need three, I need four. Oh, yeah. It moves mm. fast. When people are ordering, I-, I want two small popcorns, I want I want three slushies, <laughs> uh, da, da, da. well, now you're back there going, I just need two movie tickets. That's exactly. it. And, yeah, I don't like and, it. You know, so I guess you need a ticket only part. Yeah, well, they, that's yeah. why that's why it once was. Now what you? No, got, I know. But yeah. I'm saying even in this situation, yeah. they need a lane or something. Yeah. Now you've got these empty that booths. They can jump off of. They go. Are you just getting tickets? Okay, we'll come over here. Right. And mm-hmm. then go back to what they're like doing. an express line yeah. ticket. Come about common sense. Yeah, but then see that person to Bubba's point a minute ago. What we said they're cutting down. Now that person can't be a snack person. Yeah, now you've, you've, ba- you've basically taken a ticket person and put them over there. Well, the briefly, you know, Rick, briefly. They've built these immaculate theaters oh, yeah. with these great lines and windows out front, all this snack uh, bar. They even have snack bars in the back near the right. near the movie, uh, you know, the entrance to the theater. And then nobody's in those. Nobody's out front. It's just like they've decided with a new business model, we're just going to cut overhead. And, yeah. I, and I, ha- I, hate to, I hate to bring this up because this is going to be – because I, I, I like the bigger uh, experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to love to go to the ticket yeah. booth, and they hit that button, and the ticket comes out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Let, me, uh-huh. yeah, let me be clear. Everybody ought to follow morally and do the right thing. Yeah, all right, let, sure. let me say that. But but I, I, don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all know this. The world doesn't all operate that way. It seems like under this format right now, what keeps you from just walking in the front doors and headed over to a theater and going there and sit That's out? true. Mm-hmm. What, what keeps you from doing that? There's nobody mm-hmm. taking tickets. Uh, you know you, what? You, right. you, you, here's the line. You get in that. You get in that. Uh, was it called those lines that go like this? There's a name Turnstile. for it. Yeah. No, the one that you go with. Little zigzag. There's a name for that. The zigzag line. The, I can't think of the name of it. The cube. 
So, so well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the European name. Yeah, for it, the yeah. European. So you you know, think about it. So I walk in, the queue has got people in it. So now the snack people are grabbing snacks, grabbing popcorn, grabbing, doing all this. You just see he's on by, and then. The only way they know you get a ticket is you have to stand in that line and go to the snack bar and get it. Nobody is standing at the door saying, can I have your ticket, please? Because that's a person that's been cut, too. They don't do that anymore? No. I mean, on the rare well, I'm never paying again. Well, and, 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 I, I, I thought that Greg, they were. I went back to my original statement. Uh, <laughs> the last one we went to, I thought the same thing. And then there was this lady that was, she was the last line of, I guess, what theater do you go to? And she would point, but she wouldn't even look up. She was on the phone. She was like, what movie are you here to see? Did she even look at your ticket? Like that, and 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 we told her. She's like, it's theater eight. And then <laughs> she, she just kept looking down. I'm like, and she didn't even look at my tickets. To your point, what's to well, stop me from just walking? The movie theater that I go Thank to. Thank you, ma'am. The, uh, the movie theater I go to nine times out of ten, they don't have that person. And just act like you know where you're I mean, going. I mean, you, you walk in mm-hmm. the way they would do it in the past. The way mm-hmm. theirs was set up is you would you would buy your ticket out of a booth. You would walk in the door. They would be a ticket taker for all the theaters, one person or two maybe, sometimes two if it was crowded. They'd take your ticket, tear it, and then they would say, right. to your right to yeah. five. Yeah. Well, now hey, I didn't you, know that. you walk in, you just look and, uh, and there's the snack bar, and all business is done at the snack bar, tickets, food, everything. And then that person, if you ask what theater it's in, because not, sometimes I won't even tell you, just go over and look. But there's nobody between you and the theaters yeah. if you don't go to the snack bar. Here's Do you think it's because we're on the senior citizen schedule that we Could go to that. the to the Could to the that. theaters? I was going to say I have been in there where there is people standing. Sometimes there is. Yeah. Sometimes maybe there isn't. prime time showings. There's a I, little bit more staff. I think they're guys, making so much on the markup on food that they go, "Hey, we'll, we'll lose a person here." And guys, don't forget <laughs> there are cam- <laughs> there right. cameras everywhere. Right. They're watching right. that. Yeah. Well, what I'm well, saying is, uh, to your point, and I hate to keep saying, you walk in I can't, but I can't I hate to keep doing this. <laughs> there this, you go. But this is how your mind works because it's just the way my mind works. No doubt, it seems they have more staff at certain times. They're trying to guess when they're going to have the most yeah. people. But if you go, which I'm on the senior citizen schedule, so I'm mm-hmm. on that schedule. I never go to a movie at prime time. Yeah. Never. Mm-hmm. So I walk in. To your point, security camera or not, I mean, you'd have to follow my every move. Yeah. I go in. I go to the bathroom. I walk around the lobby for a few minutes. I just go into a theater. You yeah. don't know what I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, you no, you, right. you you have no idea uh, because there's never that person that says, "Where is your ticket?" Before you now go into the area where the theaters are located, there's nobody. Oh, so, I'm uh, you, I wish. Now that's not all. The it, time, it's a little loosey goosey. It is. When we were kids, it was. I mean, oh, it was like four knocks. We, we yeah. try to sneak into rated R movies. I got busted <laughs> in the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> I made it in there. I made it. And they came in that flashlight. Hey, hey, come on, come on. Get back over there to the Disney movie. Get back over to back Gus. To Gus. Gus, the field goal kicking mule with Don Knotts. Get back with the apple dumpling gang. But, but uh, you thought you had something. I did. Baby. I got seen. I said, "Woo, we made it." And I said, "Here you come that light." Yeah, you boys get up. Yeah, yeah. That used to be. It used to be much. And we'd heard rumor what was happening in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) We want to tell everybody at school, but it's uh, it just seems a little loosey goosey. It's almost like, but but I understand and I know that you can buy your tickets online. Yeah, you can be in clubs. But just but just sometimes I just like to simply pull up in the parking lot, go in, get my ticket, go watch a movie, not go through all that. But. But it's it seems like now I'm always I'm always gonna pay because I know who sees me. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, there's one security camera that's gonna see me. 
So I, I answer to that. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's right. But what I'm saying is that that old Rick is looking around going, ah, this would be pretty easy to pull off. <laughs> Rick, in today's and world. There's, and there's a little bit of thrill seeker. You know, you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's that. There's that. I almost want to sneak in and then come back out and pay. I just want to show you all I can do it. And back to what, you, back to what you're talking about. Yeah, and then I'd be the person you know how they do those people that they send on purpose to see if the security's working right. Yeah. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to this. And to your point, you got no idea. You could hop from theater to theater oh, to theater. Oh yeah. You yeah. want to do a double feature, you they ain't nothing to that. Once no. you make it down that hallway, you yeah. got all yeah. kinds of options. And as far as age and all that, if if you you you're, if you, you your kid can tell you what movie they're going to see all day long and even get a ticket for it. There ain't nothing them walking into. Greg, the this would have been ideal for you. Is what we're saying. Yeah, because the yeah. Chihau Cinema only had two theaters. Yeah. But at first it just had one. Yeah. But then it had two. So trying to sneak in that second one was tough. <laughs> it was very difficult. Thought I, had it, thought I had it. <laughs> when Greg is telling that with red eyes, still. Oh, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's I great. guess my eyes just gonna be red from this point forward. <laughs> yeah. Where are y'all on the theaters that you go in there and you buy reserve seats? You know, yeah. with all that. And you, and what? I, I don't even. I haven't know. done it yet. Do you might over recliner reserve seat. What is I've that, Greg? I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, there's certain theaters. That have the recliners and the reserves. I don't know. No, no, no. Reserves. We've covered it. Well, here. No, he's done a story on it as well. Yeah, yeah. we've talked about it on the show several times. You, you might have. You so the re- recliners are reserved. Well, not just them. I like there's one that there's a, I forget the name brand. There's one in Huntsville because we were up there for a tournament one time. The AMC's is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's not that. But anyway, they're kind of they're very high end. Like right. everything's real nice, right. and they'll almost offer a full restaurant. Sadly. They also have a bar, so mm-hmm. you have to deal with those people in there. Right. A but, bar at the but, movie theater? Oh, yes. So so then. <laughs> what time's that, Jack? They a glass got them, of wine. They got them oh, now. Yeah. They, they got them, how long it's been. Yeah, they got them now where they'll bring them to your seat. Yes. Drinks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so, no, it's one. really a dinner in a that movie. One. Yeah. So, Bartender. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, yeah, you, you talk about it's just another place where the Baptists get busted by their pastors. That's, That's it. it. Yep. But, but, I need two Moscow mules. But what I'm saying is, so you just go online like going to a concert. Yeah. And you go to your showing. And it shows you the seats that are available and the seats that are not available. And then wow. you go click, click, click. We'll take these two or these four, and then those are yours. And then you get there and you've already got your reserve ticket and you go to your assigned seat. You yeah. have to move people. And they're sometimes. numbered and everything. Hmm. This theater right here by us just did a major Whatever. upgrade. And it's like, yeah, the one we can see right yeah, here. But, but what, what? And the seats are heated and they recline. It's amazing. But you I, said I need it, all that. But, for I am movie. pro this. Let me say this. But you said it was this. weird because everybody's it. so close together and it's like you're laid back and you're right beside a stranger. Yeah, the, the recliner thing, two things are bad. I fall asleep in every movie anyway. So this right. only makes that right. worse. Right. And now, if people get a bunch of food, you got to smell them next to no. you. Basically, there's people eating, chewing all Look, next to you. They had me at stadium seating. Once they went stadium seating, Seating, that's the last upgrade they needed to do as far as my movie experience. With this, with the recliners, you have more room though, more distance, more. You know, you're not like right up on a stranger as bad. Which AM- I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah. that is weird. Sharing that armrest. Yes. Yeah. How do you decide who gets it? I get the front. You get the back. What are we doing? Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. It is eight minutes to the top of the hour. It is phone trolling time. This is when we chat with you, and we love it. Lines are available. Hash Brown Hero uh, is ready to take your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Plenty of room. Lines are available. We always go with a big sample here at the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. What I mean by that is we have ten lines, so the opportunities abound for you to get in. And then we invented the phone troll because of so many lines. Now, once the line starts moving, it is a brisk line because at 30 seconds, the old buzzer happens and that person moves out of the way. 
uh, and you get your opportunity. Now, also, meaningless shout-outs and shameless plugs receive an instant buzzer. We start with Jamie uh, out of Georgia. Here we go, trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a-trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone trolling. Jamie, go right ahead. Hey, Rick. Hey, Bubba. How you guys doing today? Good, good. Hey, just wanted to talk to you a minute about pagan gods um, in the military. So there was one thing that um, I had heard Rick mention about um, uh, a preacher or somebody he knew that was in the military at one time. It it was a former – no, it was just actually a Marine. He was was a a Christian in the military. Okay, I was a Marine myself. And uh, anyways, pagan god – pagan gods had nothing to do with it. I got a little bit of time. So I was just going to say we believe that soldiers who die on the battlefield go to Valhalla. Well, that would be pagan. Uh, uh, that, that's to, true. Yeah, that. yeah. So that, yeah, that's um, that's exactly what he told me. You, what you're talking about is exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, but you have to die on the battlefield, not not just anybody goes. If you're a soldier, marine, no, no, no. whatever. No, that's exactly what he said. Uh, and I, I, I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. He was saying that sadly, uh, the majority of the people he uh, served with were not Christians. They were into this world, and it was like the ultimate warrior's reward. Uh, they, that they go out there and they they are they're saying if I die on the battlefield I immediately receive this warrior's eternity or heaven or paradise or something which would be considered paganism and would be blasphemy. Yes. Yeah. So that, that is correct. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that, that was the point. It kind of bothered me to think that here we are mm-hmm. saying God bless America and you know please bless our our military as they mm-hmm. go to battle. Well, I got news for you. If you're rolling out there representing Valhalla or whatever you're talking about instead of the great I am, that ain't where I'd want to be. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right alongside old people that can't get their act together. My goodness, are, are you not afraid yet? <laughs> uh, we continue. Joel Indicator, one, Joel. 100.3, the, the river. Joel, go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, hey. Grass and Green Acres. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> go ahead. Hey. I heard a vicious rumor that uh, Rick may have uh, Beth Mowens in studio today, and I was going to see if he could t- get her take on the Alabama and Auburn game this weekend, guys. No, we'll do that later. That's <laughs> coming up a little bit later. Mowens will uh, uh, be why? stepping in here. Mm-hmm. Y'all, why do y'all do that to us? Lots of, lots of, <laughs> lots of yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, the thing I, that gets hey, me. Hey, this tastes awful. Try it. Right. Why do we do that? Look, they love it. Maybe we should move it around today, not do it at the same time, and torture Ooh. those poor people. Oh, oh. man. Uh, but anyway. Anyway, we'll continue. Uh, let's go to David in Ozark. David, go ahead. Thirty seconds. Morning, begging. Hey, I just wanted to find out. I know y'all stance on the liberal left and everything being emotion based with all the movements, but I wanted to know what y'all felt about the backpack blower joining the hashtag Me Too movement. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. funny. Holly Pond checking in. Holly Jennifer. Pond. Jennifer's oh. in the mix. Jenny, go ahead. Hey, how are y'all? Good. Good. Um, I'm a band booster president, and we have concession stands, and it is a nightmare sometimes trying to uh, get all the lines taken care of at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we have found that the best thing are little packets. Ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, all uh, that. Uh, 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 no! No. I cannot stand packed condiments. Oh, Rick. No. And and there's always one that has busted in there, yes. and they got the gooey all over it. 
And people run their hands yeah. over all of them. Listen, I, I want it. Up. I want it to be squirted in there properly. And and <laughs> when we were doing the uh, the pigskin roundup show, this person would have been. Yeah, they would have uh, been thrown even, completely. You out. would not right. even have been considered concession stand of the week if you had packed it, condiments. When we did our high school school board football show, we mm-hmm. we actually brought out a device that a company in Gadsden was selling at the time called the Utter Machine. Mm. And you had udders with all the condiments in it. Who doesn't like just, an udder? Yeah. I mean, if you, any, you know, Is she it saying was so it sped easy. up the line. I'm confused at what her problem was. Well, she was well, so they put, they just put packets. You got to have a separate condiment station. Yeah. You, you get that you out of the way. way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they and we clearly talked about that. And the sec, and the separate condiment station should have bottles or yes. an udder machine, mm-hmm. bottles <laughs> of ketchup, bottles or pumps, pumps, bo- the plastic bottles. Or the utter machine, packed condiments. <laughs> I can't stand them. Yeah, I agree. I usually end up eating my hot dog plain. I'm just so frustrated. With <laughs> well, then you're dealing well, with you, litter too you, at the you, end because oh, people yeah. are throwing and, and they're they, and they yeah. miss it yeah. and, they're, and they're just all over the place. Yeah. Gooey mess. And when we were kids, we used to roll them up tight and stomp them and blow them. Oh, up sure. Ooh, yeah. like a bomb. I'm gonna tell you if we'd had you were that and kid. I, I don't, oh, yeah. Rick, I don't think there's videotape, but if we could have had oh, videotape of when that utter machine got delivered. Mm-hmm. And we saw some of the folks working that the what first time. What kind of maintenance clean up on that? Uh, I mean, you know, you I don't. Know I never cleaned it up. I don't. You gotta, know. You got to watch uh, them volunteer. Sometimes they'll mm-hmm. skimp on the on the cleanup. Mm-hmm. I know. You I know think you mean? just put a they'll cover that, on it and let her ride. I'll leave that nacho cheese in there a little long. <laughs> we continue. Uh, let's go to Vestavia. Chip is standing She's by. Seen Harry doing it. Chip. Brother Rick, brother Bubba, and the crew. Hey, buddy. Good morning. To good morning, crew. Hey, Chip. Hey, hey. hey. Hey, hey, uh, quick comment on your Rambo movie y'all were talking about a while ago. That's right. It's not his granddaughter. It's Rambo's niece. No, we did make well, that. Well, all I know is yeah, they we didn't know. Yeah. That's all I know. But we, we did just, say niece yeah, at the end. We did. Yeah. Yeah, we Somebody said. cleaned it up. Yeah. Uh, let's go to um, Keith and Bear Creek. Keith, go ahead. 30 seconds. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, what do y'all think about uh, Nike dropping Antonio Brown? They can, they can keep a guy that's disrespect our nation but drop a pity baby. If you knew how funny that is, yeah. For for me, because we actually had a discussion (laughs) at our house one time of when that phrase reigned supreme. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Sherry talking about when she was little and her brothers would call her by that. She didn't know what they were talking about. That make me so mad when I was little. (laughs) I mean, that's that's baby Frank times ten. It is. It is. It's old school baby Frank. It is. Thanks for being with us, and more Rick and Bubba continues for most everybody. If you're leaving us right now, don't forget to always go to rickandbubba.com for ways to consume all the Rick and Bubba content you can stand. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The Rick and Bubba Show is a federally protected trademark. We just thought you'd want to know. All rights reserved. From the broadcast plaza and teleport, it is a brand new hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We thank you for being here. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba all on the field. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here serving you and humanity today. For a better tomorrow. For a better tomorrow, well. <laughs> Uh, you're not going to like your America well, today. We're holding the line, Rick. It's, it's packed. The state of uh, the United States of America, uh, a a test of giving the people maximum liberty, maximum liberty, 
affording you to reach maximum potential, uh, the smallest amount of government, the maximum amount of freedom, producing the highest standard of living in the history of the world. But today we look at obvious signs that as has happened with human beings throughout history since the fall, we just can't seem to handle it. We can't deal with success, Rick. No, we just can't. We're, we're living the benefits of winning two world wars, and we can't deal with it. Right. Rick, uh, today, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Rick, tens of thousands of high school students in cities across the country plan to skip class. Unbelievable. As a show of solidarity for the global climate strike. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, we have to treat climate change what it is, an emergency. Says an 18-year-old young lady. Give me that age again. Uh, 18. I bet that's a. I bet, I bet that she's one of the coordinators for the event. Bet uh, she's sharp as a tack on, on the way the world really works. Yeah, they call it a groundswell. Just uh, like I was at 18. They said that, it's going to be a really, really powerful day. The launch of a new era of the climate movement. Oh my god! It's just the beginning for us. One young lady was quoted, 19 years old, as they all chanted, no future, no children. Okay, so this is the thing that Canada was doing, but now this is the U.S.'s version of the same thing. Again, I have to tell you, I'm, glad, I'm glad these people are voluntarily deciding not to reproduce. Let me tell you, if every Nimrod that yeah, is a... It's not a bad thing. If, yeah. every, if every Nimrod... More power to you, sister. ...that is yeah. a modern-day teenager, not just a modern-day teenager, mm-hmm. but a modern-day teenager that lives in San Francisco and that area... If all of you want to skip school and, and, and scream to us, if we don't think we have a future, we won't have children, we are all in. Rick, we, we, um, we, how about this? You can, you can, we'll take that commitment, and you know what? It'll give us peace. Rick, as we move along, Microsoft, employees at Microsoft have published an open letter that calls on the company to stop working with oil companies. They say Microsoft makes millions of dollars in profit by helping fossil fuel companies extract more oil. In the letter, uh, they reference a partnership uh, the company has announced on Tuesday with Chevron. um, And they say that Microsoft workers do not want to be complicit in these crimes. Crimes. We'll go work somewhere else. How about that? How, how about crime? Now, Greg, once again, here's the here's the attitude of, of whatever this generation's letter is. So we want to attack our employer that pays us pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It has been profitable. And what we, we can buy shares in it if we want to. What we want to um, do I'm sure they have. is we want to attack one of the clients of our company. It's probably a big one. That that produces a lot of the revenue that then pays our salaries mm-hmm. because we're deeming that there's something criminal about fossil fuels, even though that's never been truly proven. Yeah. Rick, let me let me give you a few more details yeah. here. Please strap in for this. The oh company wants the tech giant to end all contracts with fossil fuel companies, cut contribution to any lobbyist or politician who deny climate, and to commit to zero emissions by the drop-dead date of 2030, the year climate change is predicted to cause irreparable damage. To the planet. So they, they, what, they, we, we want to make real impact. All of us need to mobilize, work together, and demand a fundamental change in Microsoft's policies. Can I ask an inconvenient question here? Do these these people are absolutely who do they think they are? Wait a minute, goofballs, guys. I mean, guys, they've come well, up, they've come up with a drop dead date that says if we can't do anything, and they don't specify what we're going to do, if we don't do work some plan that that you can't ever get your hands on by this date, the damage will be impossible to repair. 
Hey, let me say know, it. Can, how, yeah, right. how do they know that? Can I ask you a question? Do, the, do you think these people know what a computer's made out of? Oh, here Plastic. we go. Plastic. Yeah. It's an oil product. It's a petroleum product, yeah. I know. They, they, they are so dumb, my head hurts. Right. Hmm. And those, those old companies, they use a lot of computers. Yeah, oh, not. I mean, sure, they're a big client. Okay, I give you that. No telling how many computers Chevron has has Microsoft on it. But the fact that if you stop them from bringing oil to the surface and processing it and using it in products, which is gas, everything from gasoline to plastics to you know petroleum jelly. Okay, exactly. You, you're not going to be able to make computers. Uh, thank you. <laughs> You're taking the material. Do y'all, do y'all realize that? Yeah. They do you don't, realize no, no, that? No, the answer is no, Bubba. They don't. So let's go back to this again. I would like for this to be handled the way you would handle children, and it's a, it's a word that children have to learn, and it's called no. Yeah. I would have said, are y'all done with your presentation? Yes, Mr. Google. <laughs> oh, let's say I was Mr. Google. Okay. I'm the, I mean, I'm the man, okay? And they come up and said, what do you think about that? I say, go back to work, and that's uh, your request has been heard and denied. Yeah. It gets better. We, we, we will yeah. continue to better. we'll continue to work with Chevron, and we'll continue to do that. And if that bothers you bad enough, we, over here, where's the human resources office? Stand up. Uh, you, go see Martha, and she'll get your paperwork with you, and we'll get you all set up on getting you on COBRA if you need to till you get some insurance at your next place. Yeah. It usually Rick, is Martha. Rick, get this to you. I, I want to finish this. In the letter, it also says, it's clear that the tech industry is one of the main culprits behind our burning planet, both in consuming a great deal of fossil fuels through power-hungry data centers and supporting big oil companies. Again, data centers that's, is what you, that's do. what you do. That's Same how you product. get paid. Thank you. Thank you. What are you talking Rick, now about? This, oh, but listen, why is this? The letter comes on the same day, Amazon CEO uh, Jeff, what's his name? Bezos. Bezos, facing similar pressure from his employees. He announced a new climate change initiative over at Amazon. Like their peers at Microsoft, Amazon workers had called on the company to stop working with oil companies and funding climate change deniers. However, uh, despite a promise to move more fully to renewable energy by 2013, Jeff and Amazon would continue to work with oil companies. Now, again, if you're at Amazon and you're wanting to get rid of fossil fuels, do you y'all realize how they deliver your packages? Yeah. You bunch of nimrods. <laughs> how are you going to get it there? Are you, I, 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 he doesn't even, Rick, seriously, apparently not eating meat makes you really dumb. That's <laughs> up to your brain. I'll go back to this again, Bubba. This is an There's example. There's pesticides on your plants, people. This is an Gosh. example of what we've said a thousand times. If your worldview is, is going through the oh, lens of emotion, you don't think any of this through. Because emotional people don't think anything through. It's all emotion. Let me let me put this in something that I hope some of you can comprehend. And I'm glad because you need to listen. And Bubba's got a stack of articles. One 38 of a, pages worth. 38 pages. You know what? Of doomsday predictions backed up by scientists, Rick. Yeah. That didn't happen. We got we've got a, we got 38 pages 30, of, yeah, that we're going to be using on next week's podcast and throughout the show. You know what one of them said? Cooling trend, irreversible. Cooling trend. Cooling trend. Oh, this is back when we we're all hung on irreversible. the Irreversible. Hey, right, irreversible. We have Al Gore standing up, quoting that in 10 years there will not be a polar ice cap. Well, the problem is it was like 23 years ago we made the speech. And we still got it. Still got one. <laughs> all right, let me go back to this because I'm going to try to do this in a way. Cause, and this is what's good about when Rick and Bubba – Hold class. 
Do we all agree that there are some people that absolutely believe in Bigfoot? Is that a yes or a no? Yes. Yes. Are there people that say you can prove that Bigfoot exists? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And are there people that say, I, you know, the Bigfoot thing is a theory. I don't think we've officially proved it because we never brought one in. Yes. Right? Right. So we, we could say that a lot of people think Bigfoot is real, and they'll even say there's experts, animal experts, everything, that will tell you that it's real. Mm-hmm. Do we have other animal Spot. experts and other people that tell you, there's no way there's Bigfoot, and there's well, certainly there is any proof of it. Is that a yes or a no? Yes. All right, so that is like saying we are not going to school today and we will not have children to everybody acknowledges that Bigfoot exists and we start a plan to capture Bigfoot yeah. and eradicate him from the planet. That would be like Google. It would be like Google employees saying to their employee, if we don't stop doing business with Bigfoot, okay, if we don't stop doing we're business, out. we're not going to do business with these people that keep creating Bigfoots, and if you don't stop doing business with them, and you know, and acknowledge that Bigfoot exists. And if we don't start doing plans right now to eradicate Bigfoot, we're walking off the job. <laughs> climate change is doggone Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. Man-made climate change is Bigfoot. It's a theory. Some people absolutely believe it. Some people tell you they've even seen it. So, and then they'll they'll even say these these experts in animal behavior say it exists. These experts say that that it's unproven. Okay. It's the same thing. Now, would we really would we change the whole air condition business over Bigfoot? Would we would we change an entire country? What, what if we would we, we change we did, a company over Bigfoot? What if we rebuilt all of our houses because we were afraid a Bigfoot would come jump through the window? Yes. Right, and we we're built underground proof. and we put bars on all of our windows and we 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 put bricks and rock and all this stuff to protect us in case Bigfoot exists. Right. Seems a little overreaction. You know this guy, too, because he worked on your house. I was talking with one of our clients, and they sent a guy out to do the maintenance on the heating and cooling system of our house. He got in tears. I don't know if he told you about this. Almost tears. You can see the water in his (laughs) eyes because he said, guess what I went and saw the other day? I said, what? He goes, air conditioning unit from back in the good old days. Mm. He said, you know how long it had lasted without having had one part replaced? 20 years. 37 years years buddy those are long gone and he said the part it needs wow. doesn't exist anymore and y'all know thirty. y'all know too the 30, new 30 wow seven that's years crazy. you know the original freon we had we had to do away with that and they went to the new one well they're doing away with it now because the new one causes the units to run hotter so they put out more heat so it messed it up <laughs> Matter of fact, we, more damage. So we said that we don't want heat, so we created, we made you move to one that created more heat. Well, we didn't want to break down the ozone with the fluorocarbon, so now we got that. Now it's too hot. It's causing global warming. We got to do something else. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. To the phones we go. Coming up next, Nikki Haley will be visiting with us. Uh, she's out on a speaking tour. We'll tell you where you could see Nikki Haley speak. And also has a new book coming out in November, with all due respect, Defending America with Grit and Grace. Nikki Haley coming up in the next segment. Phone calls coming in now. Tim out of Walnut Grove. Hey, Tim. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you today? Hey, Rick. I'm doing well. How are you? Fine. Hey man, I I got a quick comment. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Greg Burgess here. Mm-hmm. Watch these out, morons! That, these morons must brains taking a Friday off from school to protest climate change. 
Boy, that's the way to make a sacrifice right there, isn't it? Yeah, boy. Well, they're really, they're really, you talking about, we must all stand together. You realize how difficult it is to take a Friday off from school? Yeah, thank you. You martyrs, you. Don't you wish uh, we would just tell them, look, we're going to do something about the climate. Let me tell you where we're going to start. We're going to cut out video games. We're going to cut out social media. And we're going to take away these smartphones. You can have a flip phone so you can still communicate. But right. we're going to do, that's just t- what we're going to do. If we're going to be serious about it and get started with it, we got to do something about our carbon footprint. Yeah. Uh, Bobby out of the great state of Louisiana. Bobby, how you doing? Bobby. Hey, fine, fine. Good morning, fellas. Hey. Hey, uh, I'm a truck driver for an oil company. Thank you. And, um, you know, it's just, <laughs> you're welcome. The, the, the idea that they're going to, not do business because of an oil, or because they don't deal with oil companies. It takes oil companies to get everyone's product to market. Yeah, just about yeah. everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. It, 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 oil is. They just don't realize how much oil is. You know, a, a basic factor to everything. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, I don't know if any of these uh, people ever took economics in high school. They have no I mean, idea. They no, have they're supply and demand. No supply and demand demands oil. I don't care what your product is, one way or another, it's going oil's going to be involved somewhere along the line. If we did Go away ahead. with fossil fuels, to your point, the very fiber and foundation of our society. Would an and, and economy would crumble on itself? Well, Rick, Western Western civilization is based on oil production. It really is. I mean, everything we do is tied to it. And I got an email. Somebody said, "Well, uh, you, you missed out. Amazon announced they're going to do all their deliveries with battery trucks, battery powered trucks." <laughs> I said, "Well, exactly. How are they going to charge that battery? What you plugging into? Solar panel? Oh, it's made out of plastic. Sorry, dude." Gotta have Sorry, it. dude. <laughs> I love the face that came with that. I mean, it's just, there's no way you can't around get, it. You can't get around there's it. There's no way around Look, it. Look, let me tell you something. And Bubba was on this early, and I've, I've listened to what you were talking about, and I agree. Some of you that think the move to loads and loads and loads of batteries, I mean, what do we hear all the time? Hey, be careful how you dispose of a battery. I mean, I mean, where did y'all come up with the battery has some high if you, ground? If you, I, I mean, the, Rick, battery, if you the, think, the batteries have got, got problems, too. Rick, if you think our landfills and our oceans have a problem because we have plastic bags and straws in them, wait till you start putting acid from batteries Thank in Thank you. Listen, I love batteries, okay? Use them every day, okay? <laughs> y'all. But they, they are a nasty, <laughs> nasty chemical process, okay? Yeah. It is bad. Hey, that's some bad hombres in there. And let me yeah. tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> Let me tell you what I was going to happen. See, I can't. I don't have the ability to truly see the future, but what? I have. I have the ability to predict the future based on things that have happened in the past, and I can really, with very little reservation, if we decided, first of all, as we the the caller and Bubba have mentioned, if we get away completely from fossil fuels, our entire economy collapses, and we also have to do without so many products we can barely even function because you don't realize how many are tied to fossil fuels. So we made that point. But let's say we did, for some god-awful reason. We decided we're going battery, battery only. Just wait. till, And he's going to have a white coat on, and he's going to be holding a press conference. Everybody look around. We have got a major problem with these batteries, something that we did not think about. Mm-hmm. The number of these batteries in landfills and batteries here and battery there, there's this coming off the battery, and this is inside the battery is causing this and that. we got a major problem. Batteries are killing people. Yeah. That's what's coming, I'm telling you. You're right. Listen, I I would be fine with a battery, uh, you know, 
based energy system, but it just it just doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it and as we've said, it has its own set of problems. Mm-hmm. There is no magic. No. Look, I wish I had a little box and it had energy in it. You know, the closest thing we we huh. we can we can visualize for that is coal fusion. Right. We ain't nowhere close no. to having a usable version no. of that. Nowhere close. Just, now, look, I'm fine. Let's do a Manhattan project and try to work it out. I'm, I'm fine with all that. this. Look, I'm, I'm fine with somebody saying. But I But you know what I'll do? I'll drive to the job in my fossil burning car to work on it. Right. Well, look, I don't have a problem with somebody saying I prefer. A battery-operated automobile, they've gotten better. They work good. I like the way they operate, and it's a great oh, product. That's great. I've but you're a, not doing it to save the planet. I've rode a couple of Teslas, and it is out of this that's world. That's fine. If you but hey, do but that, you know what, Rick? That Tesla ain't worth a darn with a dead battery. No, no. it's not. And huh? you know what? And i, I got to charge that battery somewhere. And i got news for you. i got to move electrons. Now, that's how am I going to Instead of planning my road trip based on how many gasoline stations or diesel I need to stop and refill, i got to figure out how to charge my battery along the way. Mm-hmm. It's still the it's still a problem it's still going to be a problem it's still going to require power and we're going to have to work around it and it's 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 just a problem we have to deal with plus it's not destroying the planet look at the size of the earth i don't want to go into that again how about this i'm sorry i will i will will unapologetically say into the microphone i love oil (laughs) i love it i love oil and i love what oil is i love gas i love everything that comes from it Mm -hmm. I, i love the oil industry I, 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 I love kerosene. I, I love plastic. plastic. I love petroleum jelly in the top. When you have to have it. Right. Right. A lot for blisters and stuff. Why y'all look at me like that? I guess that you explains. You sports, you have to have petroleum jelly. I guess that's why you handed a jar to Hash Brown Hero. <laughs> well, I try to keep one on hand like a like a business card. <laughs> we have Nikki Haley coming up next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. As uh, we discussed earlier, and now is that time, former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., the 116th Governor of the great state of South Carolina, and Gamecock fans, I hate to say you, a very strong Clemson Tiger fan. And uh, Nikki Haley joins us now. Uh, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Good morning. Go Tigers. I'm telling you, <laughs> y'all, y'all are on top of the college football heat right now. Congratulations. Thank you. We're having a lot of fun. Ambassador, we wish we had about two hours. This is Bubba to talk to you because we could cover a variety of topics, but we got a limited window, so let me jump in. Talk to, okay. us, talk to us about Iran. How dangerous are they? And what can we do in that situation? You know, short term, I do think Iran is is one of our biggest threats at this point. But I think we have to, the way we handle it strategically is really important. Iran, what makes it so dangerous is that it has surrogates. Surrogates and the fact that they're not just in Iran. They affect Syria. They affect Iraq, Afghanistan, Lebanon, Yemen. And so we're dealing with terrorism everywhere. And they are the largest state sponsor of terrorism. Having said that, you look at what happened with Saudi Arabia this week and the attacks on um, their oil fields. We certainly do believe that Iran was behind it. I have a different take. I don't think that 
um, we should be leading this fight. I think that I'm a big believer that countries have to do for themselves and then we support. I think Saudi Arabia needs to be in the lead on this since they were the ones um, that actually um, encountered the threat. And then, you know, the U.S. should support Saudi Arabia and any other countries that want to fight terrorism along the way. Um, but no, Iran is, they're getting desperate. We've you know, we the president rightly got out of the Iran deal, which was a total farce, and they're feeling the pain, the pain of it. We basically gave them a plane full of money that allowed them to go off and pay terrorists everywhere to do their dirty work. And now that money has stopped. They're getting desperate, and we're seeing the reactions from that. Uh, so we, we've had a problem with these guys way back. I mean, even back in my lifetime and yours, back to the Jimmy Carter times and all that. Is there a way that we can influence them to get in line without having an all-out shooting war with them in the Gulf? I mean, you know, it's, I think it was Dr. Kissinger that said that, you know, Iran is not a country, it's a cause. You know, when you've got a cause that is supporting terrorism, it's hard to change a culture. You know, this is a group of people that say death to America. They think that everything we stand for is satanic. And, you know... You can't change a culture, but what you can do is limit their ability to threat. And the way we do that is make sure that we pull revenue so that they can't do bad things. Make sure that we hold them accountable so that the rest of the international community holds them accountable as well. You know, those types of things, unfortunately, we just have to restrain them. That's the only way to deal with it. I don't think we should automatically go to war. I don't think military action is, is, should be the first resort. It should be the last resort. But I do think that we can't take our eyes off of Iran because when they get desperate, they do bad things. And right now, that's what we're seeing. So and let me be sure I understand. So you're saying the best way to defeat them long term is just to keep them under control. We're going to have to put up with some terrorist attacks. We're going to have to be put up with them, you know, being bad boys around the globe. But just to just try to keep them in check as opposed to actually going in and knocking them out. Well, and I don't think we have to put up with terrorist attacks. I think that the only way they can do that is if they have the funding and the strength. If we weaken them by the international community condemning them in ways of sanctions, in ways of restraining money, in ways of not allowing them that activity, that does slow them down. That does keep them from doing more. Um, They're not getting away with near as much now. We're not seeing as much now because they don't have the ability to do it. But we need the international community to work with us as well. I mean, the Europeans are still trying to hold on to the Iran deal in the name of thinking that this will buy them time. Well, that was the problem with the Obama administration. The Iran deal was nothing more than meant to buy time. You can't buy time. You have to solve the problem. And solving the problem is not thinking if we wait several years, maybe they'll come to their senses. Solving the problem is getting the international community to all hold them accountable. And when they do something like what they did in Saudi Arabia, it's not just the U.S. doing sanctions. Everybody's doing sanctions. Everybody's telling them they're not going to do trade anymore. Everybody's kind of pulling their resources. And that's what gets them to stop. We saw that with North North Korea is, you know, we saw multiple ballistic testing happening. But once we did those big sanctions packages, once we pulled their money, they didn't have the revenue to continue at the level they were continuing. So it is a process, and there is no quick, easy answer. But the key is 
we can't get tired, we can't get lazy, we have to stay on them, and we have to build as big of a coalition against this war on terror as we can. Well, uh, this is Rick. Uh, Ambassador, we also have learned, uh, based on everything you just said, one option that doesn't work is this idea that you can sit down, play friendly with them, and they're just going to start liking you so much they won't do it anymore. They will never be our friends. Right. They will never, And history has proven that. They will never be our friends. And that has to be understood so you can then get a strategy. If that, if that, you know, if you remain that naive and that element's in there, just like this bad deal that the Obama administration made with them, that was all under an assumption of something that just isn't true. And, uh, well, and, you- and I, think it, I think if you look at the Obama deal, you know, a lot of people say, but they were in compliance. Well, they were in compliance of what was said in the deal, but they were – basically um, defying all of the U.N. resolutions they were supposed to be doing. So they were testing ballistic missiles. They were supporting terrorism around um, the region. They were selling arms, which they weren't supposed to be able to do. They were selling that to the Houthis in Yemen. So when you've got bad acts happening, you have to call them out. And I think what the Europeans are still doing is saying, well, they're bad, but they're not that bad. Well, yes, they are. And so until we can get the Europeans back with us and some others back with us to say, look, enough's enough, that's going to happen. And I think now that will start, especially since, you know, you had the issue with the British tanker and all of those other things. I think they're starting to realize we can't play nice with the Iranians. Ambassador, let me ask you too quickly, uh, when it comes to like Afghanistan and Iraq, we still have troops there. I know the president, who we support uh, pretty much across the board policy-wise, uh, has said, hey, I want to take these guys out. I want people out of there. Some people are saying that's not a good idea. Where do you fall on that? Because, I, I mean, I look back at we still have troops in Germany. We still have troops in Japan. Is that just the way that a post-war has to be? Or should we bring these people home? What, what do you think about that now, hindsight? Well, you know, obviously, my husband is a combat veteran. He deployed to Helmand province in Afghanistan for a year. And so, you know, I heard also from him up close and personal, mm. again, you're dealing with a culture. You're dealing with, you know, his, his troop went there to teach them how to not um, produce poppy, but instead do agricultural products so that they could build an industry and start to do that. Well, they had a great relationship with with the Afghans in doing that. But the second they left, so did everything else. They stopped all of that. The answer is, I don't think we need thousands of troops there. I think we need enough to have intel there. And so if you have intelligence officers there so that there is a presence that can tell us what's going on on the ground, that's really what we need. And that's you know, the same of what we, you know, have in Syria right now. You don't need massive numbers that we, you know, are going there and we're staying forever. We just need enough of a base there that we know what the intel is. We know if there's any terrorist attacks being talked about. We know if something is bubbling up that we need to be aware of. To me, that's enough. Um, Because we do that in other places uh, around the globe, right? I mean, we, we have bases in North Africa now. We do, and it keeps us safe. And so I think the president's right to what we're going to see down the road. But I do think that a presence has to be there 
one, to keep everything in check. I mean, you know, we've seen ISIS come to an end, especially when we're looking at Syria and we're looking at the caliphate that was developed. But it can come back just as fast as it went away if we don't have the intel to see where else they may be looking to plant their their terror. Yeah, and and we saw that, what you're saying. We have to at least have a presence. The vacuum that was created under the Obama plan with ISIS, uh, we we need to learn from that lesson. But I know we're running out of time, but you you served in the Trump administration, and certainly that that has been – you know, there's been presidents that have been attacked throughout time. This has been – as volatile in my lifetime as I've ever seen. Uh, why don't you shed some light uh, on somebody who's actually served in the administration, what, what that experience was like for you? You know, I had a good experience. Um, I, you know, when, the, when I agreed to take the job, the president and I had um, kind of a, an agreement. And I said, you know, when he first offered me the job, I said, well, you know, I've been a governor. I don't want to work for anyone else. I'd want to work directly for you, so I want it to be a cabinet position. He said, done. I said, well, I'm a policy girl, and I want to be in the room when decisions are made, so I need to be on the National Security Council. He said, done. And then I said, well, I'm not going to be a wallflower or a talking head. I need to be able to say what I think. And his response was, that's exactly why I want you to do this. And he was true to his word the entire two years that I served. We were in constant communication. You know, everyone asked how I got out of the administration unscathed. (laughs) And it was because I told him the truth. If I thought he was doing something right, I told him. And if I thought he was going down a wrong path, I would tell him. And he was very willing to listen. You know, if I'd say, I, you know, I think this is not the right way to go. We should be doing this instead. He would always say, well, how do you see that playing out? And we would discuss it. Sometimes I won and sometimes I didn't, but I always felt hurt and I always felt like there was a discussion. And what he wanted from his cabinet members was the truth and he wanted loyalty. And I gave him that. And so I have nothing but good things to say about my time. It was an honor of a lifetime to defend and and represent America and, you know, the country that, that I love so much. And, and you know, I've, this president was very good to me. And, look, I don't know any other president that could have gone in and literally. Oh, we lost her right then. Uh, all right, so we lost uh, uh, Nikki Haley, but, I mean, we were at the end of the interview anyway, but I do want to tell you this. we got to get a drop. If you want to see uh, Nikki Haley speak in person, uh, if you listen to us uh, in Alabama, Faulkner University's annual alumni benefit uh, dinner, the annual benefit dinner, uh, we'll be going on, on on October the 3rd. We have the link at rickandbubba.com and show notes. Some tickets are still available. So you can go see her in person. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Uh, seven minutes now to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba show, we're back. And uh, we do thank Nikki Haley for being with us. And we did have an issue with the phone there toward the end. And, buddy, it was hanging on and hanging on because really the, everything she said to me was extremely interesting. Um, and uh, hopefully you were able to understand the things she was saying there at the end. Don't forget, I mentioned it going to the break, Faulkner University, they have their annual benefit dinner. Uh, this has been going on for a very long time uh, down in uh, Montgomery where you listen to us on I-92, WLWI, and, of course, the entire river region there. Uh, and so if you want to be part of that, 
uh, you can go, and there are still some tickets available. There's different levels of, you know, according to what you want your experience to be. Do you want to get a photo with her and all that as you raise money uh, for Faulkner University? But uh, that information is all in show notes at rickandbubba.com, and it will be at 7 o'clock on October the 3rd. You know, what a great event. I, I've been a fan of Nikki Haley for a long time, and I think you see very wise lady in uh, the interview we had, very uh, – you know, very knowledgeable on the topics, and and I bet that will be a great, great speech. Those of you that wanted underwater man to start interviewing her, we, right. we got your got emails. That. Got, got that. that. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, also she has. And here's what happened in the break. Uh, Speedy did get a liner, y'all, uh, from Nikki Haley, and I don't even know how te- technically you did that. And if some of you were listening to the network break, you heard that liner being yeah. done. I yeah. think yeah. Speedy had to put her back on air to record it, I if did. I understand yeah. that correctly. Right, right. Which don't is, ask I left I the it. room. I didn't want to see it. Right. So, <laughs> But she has a new book coming out in, October, I mean, in November called With All Due Respect, and I mentioned that a minute ago. So when that book tour, and there is one, starts, she talked to Speedy about maybe being back on the show for that. So that'd be great. The foreword was written by Underwater Man. <laughs> She was an amazing ambassador. <laughs> right. And, Greg, we didn't let you interview the ambassador at all. So, um, yeah, the, he's got a lot of rest. The Greg, but the, uh, one of the things that we were going to uh, – but it's, one of the things that she was you know, talking about there toward the end, and uh, because you're hearing not from people who say things are a certain way or uh, I wish things were a certain way. This is a, you know, a, a woman who worked in the Trump administration and everything that she was telling us. Uh, was that she was treated with the utmost respect and uh, and treated uh, and allowed a, a lot of authority uh, and was allowed to speak her mind and to have a, a say in, in everything that went on and and was was placed in a position of power. You, you know, and she said something, too, that I, I think rings true with our experience. He does what he says he's going to do, mm-hmm. and he takes great pride in when he says something, seeing it through. Now, you may not agree with it. You may not agree with the way he puts it on Twitter. But he really, really takes pride when he says, I'm going to do something, he does it. Mm-hmm. And he takes pride in telling you that he did what he said he, said he was going to do. do what he said he was going to do. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if you're going to have pride in something, that's something good to <laughs> but have. But look, if you're yeah. a prideful person, then pride on. <laughs> uh, At least you're keeping your word. Right. So if, if, yeah. I, I like prideful people that keep their word more than prideful people who lie. Uh, so yeah. uh, so anyway, um, so, so that uh, we thank Nikki Haley for being on with us, and we apologize that if you were listening – there toward the end, uh, it, it was difficult to listen to because of the the phone was breaking up. So we apologize for that. Uh, we haven't um, we haven't covered this. It's part of the Your America updates that we have going on. Uh, that Colt, the brand name Colt, is suspending production of AR-15s for civilians. Yeah, and other long rifles for civilian use. Um, now, Rick, this uh, a couple of things here. Colt is the original patent holder for the AR-15. I don't know if you knew that or not. I they, did not. they are the original designer and builder of it uh, a long time ago. And I keep hearing on TV, and I know we get emails about it, and I, I think this is important to underline. When you say AR-15, that does not mean assault rifle. No, That's okay. not what it stood for. It never stood for that. But, of course, the, like the media saying. has started that here. Uh, well, now you're messing up everybody's future. propaganda. Yeah. Now you're messing but now, why, why are they stopping? This is a, a good question. The company president said that the consumer market has experienced significant excess manufacturing capacity and that Colt believes there's enough rivals, rifles on the market for the foreseeable future. Uh, Colt will instead focus on fulfilling military and law enforcement contracts. So, 
even though they're doing this, they're not saying they're doing it because of the gun debate. Are they doing it because of the gun debate? And this is just what they're saying. I don't know. Well, of course they are. But, but <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing they're doing. They're saying they, they're a stout supporter of the Second Amendment. They've done, been that for 180 years. They'll continue to be one, and they will continue to provide its customers with the finest quality firearms in the world. Yep. So they're telling you they just don't think there's a need to continue to make them for civilians. Uh, but you can certainly um, at least kind of tilt your head to the side and go, you're doing this right when people are, are demanding, mm-hmm. that, demanding that they be removed and we'll probably march on places and go mm-hmm. after everybody involved, and it's a nice time for you to step on out of that. And, and maybe, I mean, and maybe, not maybe their thing. their legal counsel says, look, we're going to be inundated right. by lawsuits here. We need to get out of this That's for a little right. while and uh, see what happens. But uh, I, like, I like at least politically they're saying nothing has right. changed in their point of view. You, you know, I never had a desire for an AR-15 until the Obama administration said they were going to outlaw them, and then I got two. I know, and I bought four. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I did buy them. But, uh, the, uh, but, yeah, he was the first one that made me start thinking, do I, yeah. I have enough AR-15s? I know. Uh, I never even thought about it. And before. they're not—they're not really a good hunting rifle. I mean, we've talked no. about that for deer and all. They're terrible. Nah. And now we got Dick Sporting Goods saying they're not going to sell deer rifles anymore. So that—that's—that's well, that's 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 in the story here. But I mean, look—if you think that'll work for your business plan, hoss and hosses, then then go right ahead. But yeah, you know, that's they the, thought it was a good idea to call the store Dicks too. Don't forget that. <laughs> You're right, Greg. <laughs> so you so, so they haven't they, so they haven't always <laughs> made good decisions, no. have they? No. Not all decisions are good. I'm just saying. No, I've said it before. How that? How'd that ever get out of the boardroom? How'd that ever get out of the conference room? Yeah, I think I'd have been. I'd have been on the end of the table, and I'd have raised my hand. Delivery on that. We wanted to say that for years. Right. Somebody, brother. Rick, you have a question in the back. Yeah, can. Is there another name? Yeah. You've got more than one name, right? I mean, middle name, last name, first name. Rick and Bubba. daily that common sense is a superpower american heroes rick and bubba six minutes six minutes now past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport it is a brand new hour of the rick and bubba show we're thankful that you are here we've got speedy the real greg burgess helmsy eddie van adler all in the mix hash brown hero takes your phone calls at 866 we be big. And welcome back. Rocket Mike number two for 25 years strong. Bill Bubba Bush. Rick, glad to be here. And what an honor and privilege it has been for each and every segment over the past 25 years. Amen. Boom. Let's get a little, little, little housework done. Don't forget the first ever Rick and Bubba University, the podcast available wherever you get podcasts, uh, will be published at 6 o'clock Eastern time, 5 o'clock Central, coming up tomorrow. Uh, for those of you that are not listening live, that means Saturday. So, uh, so you can grab that. the The YouTube version of it will be on our YouTube channel channel at, at around the same time. So, so there you go. So there, there's your options. And the first one, Bub and I will be talking about uh, the missing four one one, the hunted, and also another story that we didn't cover on the show that is of interest. And Greg is going to be listening for that story alone. That's right at the oh, end. Yeah. That's right at the end. All right. How many of you love church signs? When you go by church, oh, yeah. Yeah. church, church marquee. I am all about yes, church marquees. So here we go. Undoubtedly in Akron, Ohio, a church uh, had a $3,500 air conditioned unit stolen uh, three weeks ago. 
And so they put out <laughs> the Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. So they called the police. Somebody stole it. It was a brand-new unit. They said they hadn't even made their first payment on it yet, and the pastor oh, was interviewed. Mm. So they put out on their church sign out front to the thief who stole it, whoever stole our AC unit, keep it because it's hot where you're going. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Good stuff. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> one. <laughs> you may need it. <laughs> that, uh, that's funny. So uh, so anyway, um, I'm sure that'll make the thief bring it back, but I think that's yeah. funny anyway. All right, so <laughs> they're saying now, Bubba, that it started yesterday. Um, the, the officials say that they're ready for whatever comes from Area 51 events. Now, this is the weird— What are they calling it now, Speedy? They Give it a name. Do you know? It's something—they've uh, they, almost tried to spin it into a concert-type thing. Like an Area 51 festival? Yeah. yeah but it's kinda, Storm Area, Area 51 festival. It kind of looks like it's a startup version of Burning Man. Yeah. You know, for no. lack of a better term. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very similar. If you're a, out in that desert, it is Burning Man, yeah. I guarantee you. No doubt. Well, uh, that, that is a great analogy for because it started out as somebody goofing around on social media, and they're saying, storm, storm, Area 51, we're going to find out what's in there. They can't stop us all. Of course, they could, but yeah, because they, could. I, because they can break the will for the ones to continue, keep having to step over dead bodies. Yeah, but yeah. but hard um, to charge with that, right? So then somebody said, "Hey, our bad. We're just messing around. We're not really going to storm Area Fifty One. But how do you reel all that back in?" So then came the idea of, "All right, everybody, go ahead and come, but we'll just make it a festival." Well, nobody knows what's going to happen, but if you if the show is is live for you, you know that we're on a Friday, and the story I'm looking at said it started on a Thursday, which would be yesterday, and runs through Sunday. And, and of course, there they're saying the Nevada Department of Trans- Transportation has crews up there, four different ones, and they're saying we're preparing for a lot. Well, if it started yesterday, there should be some update. What, what, what What's going on? Uh, the thing I <clears> – <throat> no, Careful. Have they charged the gate yet? Doing no, 98? the only thing There's I heard yesterday, arrested. and I ain't on top of it, is there were two people arrested for trespassing. Mm-hmm. They had gotten in the restricted area, and they were Dutch. Okay, here it is. And yeah, they, they put them in this... jail for three days, and they have to leave the country. I think that's right. the video we're rolling. All right, here's an update. Here's somebody who says, what, with some attendees, sh- attendees showing up – oh, here it is, Bubba. They're now calling it alien stock. <laughs> on Wednesday night, one of the people with the Nevada Department of Transportation said the people who showed up Wednesday night so far have been peaceful and it's been uneventful. But then I guess Greg was saying once we got to yesterday, there were there were there were some people that were trespassing, and this was them trespassing here. They they jump up, uh, they like right where the restricted area is. They're kind of jumping. Is up. that the the Dutch guys? Mm-hmm. So they're jumping into restricted area, then jumping back. And and law went over there and said, "Hey, and I, you know, they had the law enforcement guy. He made a statement. He said, we're not going to put up with it. But you're not going to come on here. We're going to take care of it.' And like right. I said, they they could have had a tougher sentence, but they said that they agreed that if they serve three days, and then they have to leave and go back to the Netherlands. I believe they're from. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've only had a few people jump over the restricted line. They didn't charge. They just yeah. jumped over and jumped back. Do you, Do you think it they ever crosses charge. their mind that that we're not trying to keep them out from that, but it's you know there there may be some dangerous 
you know, chemicals. materials or chemicals stored out there. Yeah. They're trying to keep people away from And we've said this before. I know it's all a big joke, but let's say you did get in there. Yeah. Do you think the door's not locked or wherever they have all this top secret <laughs> stuff that it's just in like you're going to open a slide you, up? You, Greg barn, you think it's oh, in look, a yard barn? A Greg, for the world. Do you think they keep the alien bodies in a yard barn? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with no lock on yeah. it. For the only hope we have for the world not to find out about alien beings from another planet is if they don't storm. <laughs> right, right. You know it. Because if they open that door, they're going to see them. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, they said the problem with this, no one has any idea how many are coming. Yeah. They said we could have as little as 5,000 and as many as 50,000. We just don't know. They got I, stage and I just bet, don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be a big dud. Yeah. What do you think? 100%. Absolutely. Especially this time of year. I know the temperatures there in the desert are very accommodating. Well, yeah. what I've got the portal out. Here, here's what I'd like to know. Who's playing? Well, that could bring some, yeah. some folks Who in. Who is playing? Really? I'll tell you whether I'm going to the desert or not for an outside stage. Who's playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not just going to go. <laughs> no. is, is that what they're, they're wondering? Looks like. Uh, so they're setting up, preparing for an unknown number of people. <laughs> And um, and and I but, guess, but how many is there now? I don't know. Isn't that a good indication? Yeah. It, see, because the story I have. When is the main concert tomorrow Saturday night? I guess the main story I have only had an update up to through Wednesday night. Uh, it has nothing that goes beyond Wednesday night, and they said uneventful and peaceful so far. It's but, called Alien Stock. Alien Stock Storm Area Fifty One, but this this story refers to the actual event that they're actually going to have right. as Alien Stock. So. So I don't know. We'll, what I feel like this is just going to really turn into a bunch of smelly people in casinos in Las Vegas. I, you know, look, you're, you're 100% right. This is this kind of thing. If, like you said about Burning okay. Man, for some reason, if you can convince people to go out in the middle of some field somewhere and you throw around the word <laughs> Woodstock a little bit, they'll go out there and try it. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Because there's a generation, just like there seems to be a generation – of people who, for some reason, are sad they missed the struggle of the civil rights movement. I don't know why you're sad you missed that. Uh, Be glad that you're benefiting for for what was accomplished. Uh, But there's a certain sickness, I don't know what it is, with people that others have sacrificed for your good that you're mad because you you want to be part of something difficult. As long as it's not too difficult, you want to act like you were sharper with some movement too. And, you know, Woodstock is never going to be captured again, and some of that is actually good. Some of that has been romanticized. It really wasn't very pleasant. Uh, yeah, about Woodstock, uh, there was a kid who was in the golden ticket seats earlier this week that was wearing a Woodstock shirt. And I had watched about like the first four minutes of the new Woodstock documentary on Netflix. Thing. I watched the whole thing. And you I good? think this kid was probably like a really big kid. Like He was probably a lot younger than I thought. And I recommended that Woodstock documentary to him. And then I watched the rest of the documentary, oh, no. and I would not. Re- it's not for uh, kids. Is that the kid that was here for his thirteenth birthday? Wait, I thought he was an adult. I, I didn't if shirtless know. women bothers you, don't I, watch. I, it. I, I'm really sorry. So, um, <laughs> sir, Adler, uh, sir, no, that sums it up. Sir, well, that was Daddy Adler told me to watch it. Sir, when I told your son to watch that, and you gave me a weird look. That weird look was justified. My bad, everybody. Hey, like I said, I just want to clear the me. air. There, I just want to clear the air. Like I've said, it's been romanticized. Right? Yes. It, it, it really, it really is just a bunch of human waste, drunkenness, drugs, and nudity, and and gratuitous sex. And here's the I thing: mean, you know, I had heard this. Gratuitous. Hey man, hey man. But Joe Cocker played there. Mm. Yeah, I had pretty good footage of Joe. But mm. I heard. I, you know, we always hear the. And I knew this, but I didn't. For some reason, didn't play it. I mean, in my mind, but you know the Jimi Hendrix national anthem. Do you realize that everybody was gone pretty much? That was the last day, and most people had left, and there wasn't even hardly anybody there when he was up there playing that. To see Jimmy play his whole set or yeah. just that? Well, the whole thing. What? 
You're I mean, saying one of the, one of the highlight but, moments of it was really most everybody yeah, left and gone home by then. By then. Right. We had Jimmy that late in the in Yeah, the, he was like with the last guy there. What did they think that that was – they were actually trying to say he's one of the best, but nobody could make it? They just I, couldn't I make it? A big storm hit, and I think everybody just got tired of it and left. But, but yeah, when he's up to doing that, I mean, there's not – I mean, there's people there, but not like it was. But like trash laying around. Can you give me a percentage of how much the audience has left? Oh. Just by – I don't know. I hate to go there. Half? Oh, at least half. 40% left? I don't know if it's less. I need to watch it. 30%? I'm, I'm going with 30. All right, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big. Uh, that is our number. And oh my that's the time is being plugged in and ready for action. Greg fell into the drum set uh, over there on his... <laughs> so uh, what we're going to do for the wonderful Will of Meat brought to you by our friends at uh, harryanddavid.com. Harryanddavid.com, uh, delicious meats delivered right to your home. And our friends at 1-800-Flowers.com, uh, Moultrie products on the wheel, Rick and Bubba products on the wheel. Uh, we got Blaze TV on the wheel, Buzzbox Coffee on the wheel. Uh, we do uh, have uh, potential pitfalls as well, and we're going to have uh, guest folks spinning out of the golden ticket seats. Birthday boy yesterday, Kevin West. Kevin, come forward. You can be uh, one of our guest spinners today. Uh, we'll, and where, where's Penny Miller? Penny? Penny? Penny Miller, just to walk on by. Penny Miller is one of the most devout Rick and Bubba fans on the planet, and she has always dreamed – to come uh, up here and spend the whittle meat. And, Penny, you shall dream no more. Uh, that will happen today. So we'll just rotate. The dream is fulfilled. We'll rotate Kevin West uh, and let him spin. Then when he's done, we'll let Penny spin until we've run out of uh, time in the segment. Okay? All right, so let's, uh, let's uh, start uh, in Auburn, Alabama. Josh is standing by. Josh, welcome to Rick and Bubba. What do you say to our birthday boy today? Wow, what a will. All right, let's go. Reach up there and spin that thing. Yeah. Right, and we're underway. We are underway, and uh, Kevin has given it a spin. And let's see if we can see there. where that baby's going to land for Josh. Josh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Smell it. All right, so there it is, Greg, on the drums. Hey, uh, you want uh, multicolored roses, two dozen of those, or two dozen red roses? Uh, let's do the multicolor. Multicolor. Josh, that is for you, and uh, we will we will get 1-800-Flowers.com to send that out. To Al in Wetumpka, Alabama. Al, what do you say to Penny Miller? Whoa, what a wheel. All right, here we go. Yeah! You, Jess, you've been waiting on that. She's been waiting on that opportunity. Penny put her back into it. Yeah, here's see what happens here. Al in Wetumpka is hoping to win something. Could be a pitfall. We'll see. All right, Penny. 
Congratulations to you, Al. It is meat for you. And uh, we'll put you on hold, get all that information. HarryandDavid.com will send you a $50 gift card, and you can pick the meat of your choice. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Mike in Montgomery, Alabama. Mike, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Bellas, how's it going? All right, good. We got birthday boy Kevin West He's is back. back. What do you say? Wow, what a wheel. Kevin, grab it and spin it like you fired up. Yeah! There Let's see what uh, Kevin can spin for Mike and Montgomery. Come on. Around and around. Good spin, yeah. Kevin. Good spin. Uh, oh, oh, look at here. Hit the horse. Bring that, bring that horse out. Bring him out. There he is. Hey, look at him. Oh, wait a minute. He's getting a football. Henry. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Henry? You know, I don't know if y'all saw the footage of Odell Beckham Jr. kicking his own field goal and all that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah, spins it, then he spins it and kicks it. Well, guess what? Two can play at that game. Oh, no. Uh, Henry, what are you doing? Henry. Henry. Where is he kicking? Oh, my goodness. He's spinning it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. Henry is plowed into the drum Henry. sand. Henry, you okay? Henry, you all right? Two can play at that game. <laughs> there you go. Look at that horse. Get out of here, Henry. <laughs> what just happened? Greg, he was no Gus, the field goal kicking mule. I'll tell you that. Uh, no, he wasn't. My goodness. Uh, so, Henry, the horse it is. The only thing that got kicked was the drums. Let's, uh, let's go to Garrett out of uh, Atlanta. Garrett, welcome to Ricky. Garrett, hi. What do you say to Penny Miller? Wow. What a wheel spin! <laughs> By the way, he hit it right on. He got it right on. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Let's see if Penny Miller can make it happen for Garrett out of the ATL. By the way, I had somebody trying to get back from Atlanta yesterday. It took them eight hours. What? Believe it. Hey, how about a grass fire on the interstate? Uh, All over the place. Ah, oh, Pippin! You know what that means, don't you? That means a little dog Pippin. Out there on the beach, just minding his own business, and was eaten by Jaws. Oh, Speaking of that, maybe time for me to take Buddy down to the beach. There we go. <laughs> All right, so Kevin, uh, let's uh, let's come on back up there. I'm sorry. Uh, that means you, Garrett, you were eaten by Jaws. Sorry. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Trent, out of the great state of Mississippi. Trent, Trent. how you doing, buddy? What do you say, to the birthday man? Wow, what are we? All right, let's go, Kevin. Spin it! You see Kevin's walk away then, Greg? He did, he did a little spin and a little uh, walk away. Kevin's got serious about it. Now, let's see how it lands. Come on, Kevin. We're not near as excited about it as Trent in Mississippi. Let's see what happens for Trent. Yeah. He so wants Moultrie, too. Let's see here. Well, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. Yeah. Got it. Moultrie, Moultrie, Moultrie. Do it. Boy, Trent. The birthday boy just spun you a, a Moultrie, and, and you get Moultrie Mobile with that. 
Yeah. Heck yeah, I appreciate it. You get the XV or the XA, according to whoever's your provider may be. And uh, it's yep, all right there, the modem and everything, all, and, and just uh, it's so much easier to operate. So we'll put you on hold. Now, if you, if you, you don't have to have the camera that has the Moultrie Mobile, you can have the feeder, uh, but I assume you want the camera. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. We'll put you on hold. We'll get all that information, and then Moultrie will send that right out to you, okay? All righty. Thank you. All right, buddy. Don't you like the new yeah. with, the, with the, has oh, the, yeah. has the, whole, the whole deal in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's really nice. Yeah, they, you know what they say uh, when they put a new product out, when it comes to these game cameras, so simple, Rick's even using it. <laughs> so it is. Hey, thanks to all of our guest spinners today. Right. Happy birthday to you. And Penny, and Penny, I'm glad that we made that dream come true. Yeah, <laughs> and Greg, thank you for the tremendous work on the drum. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Because I didn't overdo it, I just rode, rode with the chant. You know what I'm talking about? Did it add to it? Yes, it did. Absolutely. <laughs> there, that 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 is that is not up for debate. It, it was a, it's it's a, it's it's loud. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it made it, it kind of fired me up. All right, bottom of the hour. We'll be back. Any stories that we may have missed? Your phone calls are still coming too. At eight six six, we be big. More of the Rick and Bubba show continues. Congratulations to all the winners on the wonderful wheel of me. It is put up for another week. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. We're back, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our toll-free number, and we're thankful that you are with us. Uh, Our golden ticket seat guest today, in a few moments, we'll be getting our picture made with them, and always uh, alert any golden ticket seat member when the TheraBreath commercial uh, finds its way into its slot on the Rick and Bubba show. The good news, we use TheraBreath. So in a moment, we'll have our picture made, and it'll be f- fresh breath all around. And if I'm not certain about it, like maybe breakfast made me take a turn, I'll just go in there and get another one of those lozenges, and I'll, I'll put that in, and, and I'll have fresh breath again. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, – I, I just restocked on the lozenges, by the way. I ran out at home and at work and restocked yesterday, and I grabbed mine at Publix. But um, you can get those at a number of places. Uh, if you look, you can get it at Walgreens, Walmart, CVS, Target. I mentioned Publix. Kroger, Winn-Dixie, and more. Uh, they have great products. They've got the mouthwash. They've got the toothpaste. They've got you know the lozenges, and, and really, you put together that that uh, you know that power pack that 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 Avengers of bad breath, and you're good. But they're they're coming up with oil rinses and stuff for gum health and all kinds of stuff. Doctor Katz uh, continues to develop, so it, it's being used in over a hundred different countries. Uh, so uh, if you'd like to find out more about it, go to therabreath.com slash Rick and Bubba. Always spell out the word and. You can also find a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. All right, so let's roll through some stories that uh, that we have not covered yet uh, on the program. And uh, you mentioned one, uh, which will be kind of a Trump update. I'm very proud of myself. You can't always get what you want. Incredible. Really amazing. Don't be Trump stupid. If you try some ah, ah, ah. you might find Trumper. deal or no deal. I don't wear it to pay. It's my hair. About Trump. Yeah, baby, about Trump. 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 All right, so Bubba, an update. Rick, a federal judge in California Thursday granted the Trump uh, campaign's request to block a new law that requires presidential and gubernatorial candidates to release five years of tax returns to run in the state's primary election. The law was signed by the governor. 
uh, in July that would have left the sitting president off the ballot in California in March 2020 unless he submits five years' worth of his tax returns by a November the 26th deadline, according to the L.A. Times. Under SB 27, Trump would be uh, included on the general election ballot in November 2020, but left off of the primary. I mean, first of all, would that have even mattered? But, I mean, still. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this this is one of those things where they were trying to set a trap, and right. it was it was specifically for him. And a federal judge in California, which you you don't see a whole lot, said, "No, we're not going. We're not going to do that." So, vote Trump. Yeah, Another win for the Trump administration. Right? Is anybody tired of winning? <laughs> Are you I'm tired? Sorry. I beat you too. Anybody tired of it? Are you done? Yeah, baby. Trump. 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 So there you go. All right. So also in somewhat of world politics, this Justin is it. Trudeau? Trudeau. Trudeau? Trudeau, isn't that how you this, say it? This prime Trudeau. 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 Trudeau, just like Trudeau. that. Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Uh, by the way, this has been brought know. up by, hey, by the team earlier. <laughs> He's having to come out and apologize for blackface again. Is this How, how much of his life was spent in blackface and how much it was Guys, spent? I'm going to be honest. I'm, they're showing a lot of pictures. He's in blackface a lot. You know, he was out campaigning. I don't know if you saw the clip, but one of the people in the audience asked him how many times he'd actually been in brown or blackface and could he round it to five that's a, that, you know uh, i don't know how many people can say that <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. He, said, he said i don't know he said well, can you just round to the nearest five <laughs> all right okay isn't he a young fellow what's his name and let me give you this 47 when he goes blackface he goes dark what i would say is you know, all right all right he, he ain't brown face let's ask him this all right you are 47 and the forty-seven years, give me a percentage of those. Give me a percentage of those years that you were in blackface. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> did, you, did you see too? He, How many times is this opportunity he, even presented? So Rick, that's you, a good point. Have you heard his defense? I mean, the first time it was I was doing this, it was caught. Now was it's just, now it's all over the place. He said that he's a victim of his white privilege. <laughs> did you what? follow that? I don't. He's know. Like blaming. No, he's right. He's, he's right, blaming yeah. him. Say, he, he's blaming the incident. Somehow on white privilege, thinking that that's going to get him some sympathy from some folks, I guess. He I blames, know. Bubba's right, he blames his privileged upbringing. For, being, for putting blackface <clears throat> on. Yeah. For being an idiot? So, <laughs> no, well, you know, I don't tell you. You're talking I about tell you, the, old, the old idiot train is full today. Can I tell you what? I, I mean, did, we ain't got a ticket left. So I did this because of my white privilege. Right. Can I yeah. tell you? And, and, and let me just say this to Justin. Justin, here's what you should have said if we want to be honest. Look, I, I I never knew blackface was that big a deal. I thought and, it was funny. And every time the opportunity presented itself, I was in. I was but, the blackface But guy. you know mm-hmm. what? Back when I was doing blackface and doing these different characters, I never thought that I was going to run for prime minister. I never <laughs> thought it'd blow up on me. And then when yeah. I – even if I say I knew I was going to run for prime minister, maybe that was a dream of mine, I didn't know that I would run for prime minister and become prime minister right in the time that everybody started talking about blackface again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just – you know, that's, <laughs> the, say that's the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. There's no regret. There's no sorrow. It's like I really had no idea – that I would ever end up in this situation, and it, and doggone it, the timing. <laughs> I mean, right when I become the prime minister, this becomes a big deal around the world. And, and he was voted in by obviously a lot of people, and a lot of people think a lot of him. How, does this, if you're a supporter of his, how does this change anything? How does it make all the reasons you oh, liked Greg. it no longer exist? Well, you well, know what I'm is, saying. This is Canada. <laughs> I mean, right now, you Greg, got old Canada. This is oh. this is where political correctness rules supreme, it Greg. Does. So, Greg, you know what it is. It doesn't how it doesn't matter how much I love a candidate. 
if they've done anything that's politically incorrect, that supersedes right. any love. It wipes out any love. Well, I must cling to political correctness above all things. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. what, did he what hurt would, anybody when he was? So, so it, can, it cancels everything to answer your question. What would Justin Trudeau say in the national international media today? If these pictures came out about Donald Trump oh. and a Halloween party that had it at Mar Largo or wherever he's at, you know, <laughs> you think Mar-Largo. he would say that? I can't say the name. Mar Largo, Mar Largo, You're almost to the weekend, Largo. Wow. Don't don't limp into it. How do you say it, Mar Largo? And let's say that the President <clears throat> Trump apologized. Mar Largo, Mar Largo, Mar Largo. And let's say President Trump apologized, Mar Largo. If he apologized for it, like Trudeau has. And, and like Don Lemon and everybody says, hey, you know, at least he apologized. If President Trump in the same situation had apologized, they would say there's some things you can't apologize for. I would say. Would, you know what? They wouldn't well, back off. Don Lemon really the other right. night, I mean, it was documented in that story. When it broke, he said, well, he did apologize and then went on to dog Trump about because being a racist for something else. I know. So I'll go back with this again to what you all are saying. You're going to get me fired up for South Korean dance. When you See, here's where, here, here's where I'm consistent. I'm consistent that I don't think if anybody, unless people meant ill will, because there's certainly been cases of that. Yes, there have. If you're going out there and you're saying, I am dressing up as George Washington Carver, Okay, because it is come as your favorite historical figure. Now, most people would say, Rick, you're not allowed anymore, but let's say it was during the time. In 2001. Okay. And I I said, well, look, I want to make my skin a little darker, and I'm going to put on a nice suit, and I'm going to carry around peanut butter, (laughs) and I'm going to now be George Washington Carver. That's not anything – you know, detrimental. I'm not making fun. I'm honoring an American who just happened to have a skin color different than mine. So I try to make my costume look more, more, uh, uh, more. What's the word? When something's more accurate, authentic, authentic. That's the word I was looking for. And somebody says, um, "Well, years later, Rick, yeah, people said that that's a no go." Well, I would disagree with that. So I would defend a prime minister from Canada, a Democrat, Republican, an an independent. If I saw what they were doing and they were just putting on a costume that was not disrespectful, just trying to be authentic and more accurate, I would give all of those people a pass on it, no matter what their political affiliation is. However, if I'm on the other end of the spectrum, and I believe that this is the scourge of of history, and anytime anybody changes the color of their skin, except black people going to white, if I believe that any white person going to dark colored skin for any reason is 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 an unforgivable sin, then I would then have to treat yes. Justin the same way that I would treat Donald Trump. If I'm in that camp, true, it's got to be consistent. Well, if, if, if if Donald Trump has the same history of Justin, and he would be evil, removed if we could impeach, if we could go in with pitchforks and drag him out, we would. If if I'm of that group, I'm the mob. Well, then I got to be mad at Justin. I can't have it both ways. Don, Don Lemon, you can't. I'm sorry, buddy. You can't do that. It, Why did you pick George Washington Carver to go as your Because Rick always liked at, George Washington Carver. As a child, I loved all the things that George Washington Carver did, and I loved hearing about him. I remember and peanut butter his, was where he had Do him. you remember hmm. Eddie Murphy doing uh, Black History Month talking about George Washington Carver? I don't. Rick, oh, my goodness. I don't remember. I, it, it rings a bell, but He's not talking really. about all the inventions he got, and he was stolen by his buddy Skippy and uh, – Oh, Jeff, that's right. And uh, he <laughs> died funny. He died penniless and heartbroken trying to play yeah. a phonograph record with a peanut. For some reason, mm. I, I don't know why. I, listen, I don't know why. That is, that is very funny. And I do remember that a little bit. 
But let me tell you what, what gets me about that, because there's no wider name than Skippy. Let's go back to this. Certain things when you were when you were small or, or young, you just don't forget. And we've talked about this. And you know what? It's been 100%. Nobody has forgotten who invented the cotton gin. Nobody. Everybody, Everybody, Everybody knows Eli Whitney. Everybody. Well, for some reason, George Washington Carver, I mean, it's stuck in my head. I will for I'll always know. Who did be. who did peanut butter and, and a lot of things with peanut and a lot of we, things with peanut. He 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 found a lot of good that comes from the peanut, but it's like one of those things you're you just don't like playing ever, a phonograph. You record do, with. How about you? Yeah. How about this? You just Homes. don't ever forget that. There's certain things that pop in your mind. I don't know why that you just never forget. And I'll go this far: if it was 2001, the same people that are offended today in 2001 wouldn't have been offended. No, you're right. Some people are pretending. I'm talking about Don Lemon would not have been offended no, in 2001. They're pretending to be offended because they think they're supposed to for a certain agenda. Yep. Your final phone calls are coming up, and anything else we may have left out. 866, we be big. Oh, Beth Mowen's coming up as well. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. to the top of the hour the rick and bubba show 866 we be big as our number and so we make our way back let's say hello to golden ticket seats today i got a ticket you've heard from some of them this hour hello cindy west cindy's here with birthday boy uh, kevin west thanks for the brownie cake today and and also the hogs in a quilt versus pigs in a blanket Happy birthday, Kev. Uh, also, Danny and Shanda Craig are here today. Hey, guys. And Penny Miller, uh, Rick and Bubba veteran, all in the golden ticket seats. They'll take home uh, some, uh, some BuzzBox coffee today. They'll also take home a Rick and Bubba double CD. And so we thank them for being here. Now, we do have um, we do have a warning that we put out during college football season, and, uh, and we must warn everyone, we have identified the college game this weekend that will feature Beth Mowens mm-hmm. on the play-by-play, and we have bad news uh, today for two groups of fans. Yep, Rick, it's the late game on ESPN Saturday night. Beth Mowens will be covering the UCLA at Washington State. Beth Mowens, ah, oh, yards, you're talking about the Bruins. Are you sure, Speedy? You were looking at the wrong year earlier. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> you talk, Greg, you're talking about the Bruins taking yep. on, the, on the Cougars, Mike Leach. <laughs> uh, he's quite the character. <laughs> uh, Leach is a character, and... Bruins having a tough time this year. Not many yards. <laughs> not many yards. They'll take on no, a, not many. They'll take on the Cougars. Mike Leach. Now, who coaches UCLA? UCLA, I don't know. Don't like Coach's name, but I'll do my – Chip Kelly. Chip It'll be Chip Kelly. Kelly. Ah, you're talking you know about that. Chipper. Yeah. Ah, Chip Kelly. <laughs> who looks like he can't, he can't believe he's Where's there. Where's that high-flying offense? It was full of yards. <laughs> Chip it's Kelly. the building. Tough time with the Bruins. You know, Bruins is a bear. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Beth – Greg loves college football on Friday night. I love Greg. And tonight we've got uh, Utah and USC. It. I don't acknowledge it on Friday night. Friday night football. Greg, how come you don't like it? You like high school? That's right. Your son coaches a high school team, doesn't he, over in Georgia? That's right. right outside of Atlanta. <laughs> like on the Hurricanes. <laughs> Aren't they called the Hurricanes? That's the Purple Hurricanes. Purple Hurricanes. You're going to go see that, Papa? Uh, they're off this week. I think I'm on. You know, I like that name though. They, you don't. You don't have a lot of people competing as mm-hmm. a purple hurricane. No, you don't. Now, who sure we got tonight? Speedy um, Utes. Yeah, FS1. U Utah at USC. The Utes. You know, I'm Beth Mowens, and I don't know about the Indian mascots. I might not say Utes. <laughs> <laughs> I might not say Utes for yards. Mm. 
It's a new campaign. Their offense is on use for yards. <laughs> Somebody needs to get a timeout. Shake it down to Rocky. It starts early in the morning, though. Who are the huge um, playing? Trojans. They're, they're at USC. Ah, USC Trojan. Tradition. There's a college tradition at USC, the Coliseum. <laughs> Beth Moens, Coliseum, Trojans. Trojans taking on the Utes. Okay. Speedy, yeah. I thought you told me earlier that they were – that they were doing Kentucky, Mississippi. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I was referring to. 2018, it was, it was quite a matchup. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, is, there's actually awfulannouncing.com. That's a great place to go, and it really? has all the rundown. Oh, no. Well, I'm, just I'm, important I'm to be authoritative on the right here. Year. I might be a chick, but I know my football. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, in the, so we got 11 a.m. You can't a. M. wear a jock, but you know. Yeah. 11 hey, a- y'all need a jock, got a spare. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> 11 a.m. Central, uh, Fox. Gus Johnson, one of Greg's favorites. Oh, no. uh, Michigan at Wisconsin. <laughs> ah, Wisconsin. You're talking about the Badgers. <laughs> Badgers will be doing battle. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And that ought to be quite a matchup. We're sending Gus over for that. <laughs> Gus Johnson. He'll be real excited. I love his enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, time out. <laughs> Gus and I. So the Badgers are playing who? <laughs> Michigan. Ah, Wolverine. Harbaugh's in trouble. Harbaugh's on the hot seat. He is. <laughs> hey, Helms. Hounds, Harbaugh, hot seat. <laughs> Harbaugh in the hot seat. Wolverine fans not happy. Bubba, happy hot seat Harbaugh. <laughs> His record against ranked opponents. Ranked opponents. Good. Seven and nine. You're talking about against ranked opponents. You know what they are? Seven and nine. <laughs> what? Hey, Bubba, seven and nine. <laughs> Yards. At the same time on ESPN, you got Tennessee at Florida. Ah, Rocky Bottom struggling. Yeah, they're going to win this game. Y'all watch. Who are they playing? Uh, they're at Florida. Florida. Gators. Gators have lost Felipe. <laughs> they have. Felipe's <laughs> down. Oh, he's down. Felipe out. New white kid in. <laughs> big guy. He's a big guy. ES- at the same time on ESPN2, it's USM at Alabama. Ah, the Golden Eagles taking on the Tide. That'd be a good one. Golden Eagles against Tide. West schedule. Just Another powerhouse coming into Tuscaloosa. Mm. <laughs> at the same time on... The Tide. You know, it's, you know coach is a Tide, Greg. That's <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> Who is it? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. <laughs> I love Coach Saban. At the same time. His offense, you've seen that high-flying <laughs> offense. A lot of wide receivers. You ought to see his defensive tackler. Tackler. What do you think about Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy. I tell you, look out there goes Judy. Judy's wide open, fast. They got a fleet of receivers. Helmsy at the tide. Saban rolling up the yards. They run, Judy, With two attacking of all <laughs> two Tatavola. They have two Tatavolas now. Yeah, how do you say they that do. plural? Tatavola. As I like to say it, Bubba, Tagalavoa Square. Mm, no. Tagalavoa. Full of yards. Um, you got, Love uh, the Hawaiians. <laughs> Staying stay with 11 a.m., and we got to hurry here. You got Cal at Ole Miss on ESPNU, and then on oh, the SEC Bears. Network, you got LSU at Vandy. Who's the Cal Bears playing? Uh, Ole Miss at Ole, Ole Miss. Miss, huh? Rebels or black bears or whatever that thing is. <laughs> Hotty toddy, gosh, mighty. Kick him in the butt, big bear. <laughs> I have a toddy every now and then. Okay. Rocky and I are getting ready for our game plan. <laughs> Who else you want me to talk about today? Uh, we got Speedy? on the CBS game, you got Auburn at Texas A&M. Ah, the Tigers. That's the 230. Taking on the Aggies. <laughs> so Gus Malzahn. Uh-huh. 
No longer with Chandler Cox. Yeah, no longer. Has to go take on a grown man who goes by Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher takes those Aggies. <laughs> South Alabama. Hook em, Aggie. South Alabama at UAB. Gig em. Hook em horns, gig em Aggies. <laughs> That's it. Hook em, gig ems. <laughs> Who else you asking about Wait, there, Calvin? So you got South Alabama and UAB. Ah, the Jaguars. And Kentucky at Mississippi State. Jaguars against Blazers. <laughs> Speedy will be the, he has to get there early and check out everybody's tailgate extravaganza. <laughs> he didn't know he had agreed to that. <laughs> He's going to have to get there a lot earlier, like around 2.30. <laughs> It's a long time for a kick. <laughs> All right, let's get this one in. This is the last one. There's others, but Notre Dame at Georgia. Ah, the Irish taking on the dogs. Oh, That's their dinner time game. That's right. Irish got a good team this year. So do the dogs. Matt Crom. Crom's <laughs> quite a quarterback. Rose up yards. Are the Irish real this year, Bill Bubba Bourgeois? I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. The Irish, always a lot of hype around the Irish. We'll find out when they take on the dogs. For some reason, I've turned into a female very much. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you drifted. I love college football. Bubba, Rick, and Bubba.